Alrighty. Uh, welcome to Drunk Valorant episode, I believe this is number 11. Um, it is. Yeah, good to be back this week. Uh, it's not going to be quite as, there's not quite as, uh, you know, very hard-hitting topics as we had last week. But, um, you know, there are definitely some things that we got to talk about. And uh, kicking us off here, Hunter, on your new mic, what are you, uh, what are you drinking today? Yeah, Cass, I really feel that I'm writing two wrongs from last podcast. First of all, got a much higher quality mic. And second of all, instead of having a lame three-peat drink, I got something wild today. I'm really excited. This is the Octopus by uh, Mobtown Brewing, which is local here in Baltimore. And uh, I want to hear you guys guess what kind of a beer this is. I already well, saw, it. Just saw it. Yeah, I just, just saw it. Saw <laughs> Okay, I, I didn't realize you guys were, you know, yeah. could read. Uh, I, that was that's a surprise. Uh, it is a it is a milkshake double IPA, uh, and you might be wondering how can you combine a milkshake and a beer? And by God, the people at Mob Town have somehow done it. Like it's, I was wondering if it was going to be sweet. No, it really isn't sweet. But it has this smooth, creamy flavor that really does feel like a milkshake, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's really incredible. I don't know how they pulled it off, but they did. No, milkshake IPAs are actually fairly popular. I've had quite a few out here. Well, well fucking buzzkill. <laughs> that, is, that is a bit of a buzzkill. However, I will say that I, it, it started to kill my buzz until I realized that you know I've worked at uh, a bar for that had a lot of different craft beers down here in Maryland. And I never once saw, we never once stocked a milkshake IPA, even though we had tons of IPAs. So maybe they're popular up there. In yeah, Canada. I was saying maybe it's like I, a PNW thing. I've never thing. seen one before. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Maybe this will help. I've also never seen a milkshake IPA, but I can imagine that it probably has, what, uh, lactose in it. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and typically, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of beers that have that in it because it's usually a darker beer. But with an IPA, I'm, I'd be interested to see how that how that comes out. Oh, yeah, it's definitely on the lighter side. Chase, I can definitively say you've tried some before because I've bought a decent number. You've definitely tried one of my beers that was a milkshake IPA. I guess you just didn't know that that's what it was. How drunk was Chase when you said, hey, try this? Was he, like, blacked out? And you're like, oh, try this milkshake IPA. No, because if, if I'm drinking a milkshake IPA, I'm also probably not blacking out that night. Yeah, no, it's probably the first the, the first beer of the night, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't reach for this if I was. the third. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not reaching for one of those after I'm, like, 12 beers deep. <laughs> oh, neither am I, obviously. That would be a big waste of such yeah. a quality beer. All right, Trace, well, I already know this answer because I was at the store with you, but uh, what do you what do you bring into the podcast here? I mean, speaking of wild beers to bring, I have uh, another Wild Eye Brewing um, spiced plum sour called Feel It In My Plums, which I'm not really sure if I want to feel it in my plums. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it could be a nice I, feeling. I'm not really sure what my plums are, to be honest with you. I feel like your plums are have to be your balls. Yeah, what else could it be? Yeah. I don't know. There's there's not a ton of feelings in my plums that are enjoyable. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, if if your your balls aren't the size of plums then, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. quite you're you're missing out, chief. <laughs> yeah. It's like that South Park episode. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what that's what I'm drinking tonight. It's a uh, cocktail inspired beer. 
apparently. <laughs> uh, but it's a, a nice 6%, so, you know, on the stronger <laughs> side, but not, not crazy. <laughs> got it, got it. I might actually interject a quick story here that... Uh, Does it have to do with your you plums? I actually know this. Uh, it has to do with plum, not my plums. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like the actual plum flavor. Uh, I actually make bubble tea that I enjoy making the tapioca bubbles myself and also creating different concoctions for interesting flavored teas. And Have you tried putting alcohol in them? Um, I, I believe I did. I don't think I had the right alcohol at the time. Like, I think I tried vodka one time, and it was terrible. Um, I, that's a good idea, but I, have, I haven't really passed that frontier yet. Hmm. I was going to interject and, and call you a fucking weeb. <laughs> me? Yeah, yeah, Ka- but Cass interjected first. Yeah. He oh, also cool. didn't Cass call it Boba, so he's got that going for him, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and... that's true. You called them tapioca balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very American of me. Uh, and so one time I made, like, this plum tea that uh, was made with, like, some imported, like, syrup for the plum flavor uh, from overseas. And uh, I mixed it up, and I was like, I don't know how good this tastes. I am not loving this. So I decided I would braise the boba, which I often do, uh, with, like, some sh- cook it in sugar after it's cooked. It tastes really sweet and good. And... Um, and this time I decided to mix in, like, some nutmeg and cinnamon in there. And I thought, this sounds really good. And then I took, like, one sip of it, and I served it to Alex, so he tried it as well. And uh, our other two roommates, I was like, this is the most disgusting thing I have ever consumed. <laughs> the plum flavor is so strong and so bad. And then, like, the spices, like, directly on the tongue are just, like, an assault <laughs> on your taste buds in a horrible way. Uh, worst, One of the worst things I've ever consumed, so... Thanks for bringing up that memory, Chase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've really felt it in your plums there. <laughs> yep. All right, Cass, what are you drinking tonight? All righty. I got, um, I just finished off a, uh, an old, or no, not an old fashioned. I made a whiskey sour, uh, but that is now gone. So I'm cracking open this, uh, hazy saison with, uh, apricot and orange by, uh, Fieldhouse Brewing. I don't know. The people at the liquor store said it was really good, so I'm kind of excited for it. Have you taken yeah. a sip yet? No, I've not taken a sip yet. Um, people at the liquor store you. also called Cass out for pretending to know more about saisons than he actually does. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the part of the story that Cass didn't tell us, I see. I, I, most of the saisons I've had have been like lower in alcohol, so I was surprised to see this was 6.3%. Um, That's like, sign me up. But no, the, the guy at the counter was like, I was saying, huh, like, saisons are usually pretty heavy in alcohol. So either I'm mixing the term up with something or I've just happened to have bought lower alcohol saisons. I don't know. We'll see. Yes, I feel like if you've already cracked it, you got to give us like, your live reaction. It's pretty sharp. That's for sure. It's the right amount of hazy. Yeah, it's good. I'd definitely get this again. Um, very nice. Yeah, a glowing I, review. I, I typically like very fruity or florally IPAs, um, especially when they're hazy. So this kind of falls in a very similar uh, category as that. But okay, on to uh, Valorant now. Uh, this week we're starting off with the I told you so topic of the Aries. 
in which I get to say, I told you so, that shit was broken, and thank fucking God it got nerfed. Hey, um, I'd just like to say that we told you to wait a week, and what happened a week later? That's what I was saying. I was saying they needed to hotfix it, which they did. Well, I mean, they waited till the next patch. Ah, what else came out in this patch? Um, there were other things. Oh, yeah? The Name melee. them. The melee that they forgot. Yeah, that was supposed to be added the last time. <laughs> they just fucked it up. Yeah, they, they could have hotfixed <laughs> that. And they didn't. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, the Aries is worse now. Um, I still see it being purchased a lot. I don't know if people don't read the patch notes or like people still think it's really good. I don't know. Well, it's still a buff in general from where the Aries was. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just supposedly slightly less of a uh, or controllable, which I don't know. I I don't use an areas in game. I haven't bought one since the nerf. I'm still like I've seen videos of people just like holding down left click in the range and comparing like recoil before and after from the patch. Um, and like the recoil is definitely jumps a, a decent amount more. But I guess my question is like, is that going to make it harder to pull down and control? Because nobody just holds left click and doesn't even attempt to control recoil. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd be careful about okay. who you're perhaps using, who Perhaps you're nobody, about. but like, I mean, okay, we're not exactly high or high ELO players. And I'm surprised when I'm like spectating someone and they don't try to control recoil. I'm like, what, the, what in the Iron Lobby shit is this? I'm surprised when people spray. Just with any gun ever, like you. I only mean, like attack? if it's a Spectre, fine. You got to hit him like seven times anyway. But or just two to the head. But I think it's what a Spectre is five. Is it five to the body? Actually, I'm no not gonna idea. lie, Chase. I feel like I'm being called out right now. <laughs> I, I do I, you know as the as someone who started with an odin i do end up spraying with the phantom oftentimes it feels like the right call if i'm you know obviously if you got someone's head in in line across a spawn of ice box then i'm not spraying but like i feel like with the controllable spray of the phantom sometimes it is the right call i don't yeah, feel no, like I, I get it i get it with the phantom I'm, i feel I'm like just... even with the phantom it's not like Anything past, like, 7 to 10 bullets, and you're just praying to in Jesus. Oh, definitely. Well, well, if someone's, like, standing right there, and it's, like, one person, then, yeah, obviously you should have fallen off at that point or just let your recoil reset. Yeah, but, like, and I guess because I play Chamber or Jet, if I don't kill them in the first, like, five bullets, I'm fucking out of there. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't end up spraying all that often because if I'm in a situation where, like, I would spray, I just dip. That's your penchant for precision weapons that you believe should be emphasized. <laughs> I've, been using, I've been using the Vandal a lot more, too, and so that has absolutely uncontrollable recoil, at least for me. I I find that, like, the Vandal's recoil isn't that bad to control for, like, the first, yeah, seven to ten bullets. I just can't do it. After three, I'm done. Mm. It's like the first three, if I don't get the kill, I'm letting the recoil reset because I'll be dead anyway if I try to hold down. Yeah, if I'm using a Vandal, I don't spray. That's for sure. I'd say for like the first third of the clip, I can somewhat reliably control the recoil. And then after that, yeah, again, it's just fucking throwing bullets down range, praying something hits. Um, okay, anybody else want to say anything about the areas? I just wanted to have that little I told you so moment. Yeah, I, I do want to say one thing, okay. which is that um, one thing that struck me as very odd in the patch notes is 
one of the biggest, like probably the single biggest change in terms of not necessarily how it impacts the weapon, but in terms of just raw uh, stats, is that now crouching with the Ares, uh, instead of reducing, instead of improving your spread by 40%, it improves your spread by 25%. And that, to me, seemed like a very weird change because, you know, every gun has its... It's thing where it does it where it excels. Like with the Marshall, where it excels is in doing single shot damage over basically infinite range. So like you know, if you see someone sniping at you with a Marshall, you have to react in a certain way to that. You're not gonna just like not use any utility and then just peek that angle again, especially if you're just jiggle peeking and you can't spam through walls. So like oh, to me, I feel yourself, like. The <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. I don't play Jetter Chamber. Maybe you, maybe you do that more often than you have the same gun. But, like, it's something you have to at least think about. Like, even you, Cass, I'm sure if you see a marshal there, you're like, okay, I'm going to kill this guy. Like, you're zeroed in on getting that quick kill. You're not going to just spray around at him with body shots. You're, you're going for that head tap if you have a marshal or, of course, the op, the precision mm-hmm. shot, if you have that online. Um, so, to me, with the Ares, it seems like... It seems like the, the LMGs are designed for suppressing fire and for holding an angle uh, where you're, you know, you're camped out in a position and you're just going to put bullets down range. And you know, if someone can dislodge you, then you're screwed. But if because if you have to move around and shoot from that from a mobile position, then the guns should be weak. But if you're just wanting to say, hey, if you push through this area, you're going to have to push through a hail of bullets. That's what LMGs should excel at. And I also don't feel like the crouching accuracy of the Ares was the problem. I think the problem was more that with the spin-up removed, you could use it kind of like a specter in terms of being able to just, you know, quickly turn on someone and melt them without crouching. So so I guess I guess I'm being really long-winded to say that I don't feel like crouching with the Ares was the problem or the reason why the weapon was perhaps a bit too good. But I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about that. I mean, the way you phrased it, I would agree with you. I mean, I, I saw it come into the to the nerf, and I was like, okay, cool, like, that's a significant nerf. It seemed like, I mean, I haven't seen the videos that Cass have seen, but I, I was going to say that, that seems like the most, like, more significant than the, you know, 1 mm-hmm. to 0.7 instead of the 0.8 to 0.7 nerf yeah. in, in spray control. Um, but... Yeah, you're right, that an LMG should be, like, the point of that gun is to sit there and hold an angle. And if you're yeah. crouched and ads then you're not moving very quickly. Right, right. Right, so if anybody peeks you from another angle, like, or they use utility to, to flash you off or something, they can peek you and, like, get that kill pretty easily. It's yep. just you're very good at holding that angle, putting bullets down range, um, and staying put. So I don't think that that was the problem with the Ares at all. The problem was that people were running around with it in any situation. It was still good. So yep. I think that with an LMG, like being able to hold that angle, crouch, get more accuracy is fine. We'll see if like people stop using the Ares as much as they were because of this, but I don't think it'll be because of the 40% decrease in crouch because that was not really the problem, as you said. Yeah. Um, no. Now, now that you brought that up, that's interesting because something I would have actually liked to have seen changed, but 
I think this would also kind of push the areas back towards like very rarely ever used would be um, when you're not ADS'd, it has the spin up. But when you're ADS'd, it doesn't. Because again, I, I don't really have a huge problem with somebody like, say I peek um, like ropes from mid on split. Right? Like if I'm in ramen and I'm peeking into um, into ropes there, if someone's like crouched ads like is holding that angle with the Aries, like if I die to that, that's me being stupid. Um, it, it, the the problem that I have with the Aries is like the ability for it to do so much damage so fast, um, and how it was just like universally good to the point where I think for the cost, it just didn't make sense to buy Odin's anymore pre-nerf. Oh, they also increased the cost to be the same as the Spectre. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know how much the 50 credits really makes a difference. Like, the, the, I think the only I mean, I think time significant. the only time I ever find that the 50 credits makes a difference is after we lose pistol and didn't get bombed down or I didn't get a kill. And if I want to force, I now can't force Marshall full shields because the what cost of the Marshall is 950. What if you're looking at your credits for next round and it's the difference between 3950 and 4000? 3950 is fine. Are you talking about like 3850? Yeah, 3850 and 3900 are very different. But I think 3950 and 4K is whatever. I mean, I always try to keep at least 4K for myself, but also I play agents where utility is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd like to have that extra 100 credits at least um, to buy a piece of utility. Because if I'm... If I have to choose between full shields and utility, I'll usually go light shields utility. Uh, but that's not necessarily the case with cast. So, where are the characters that cast you, that plays? Um, so, maybe for you it would be thirty-eight fifty versus. Yeah, thirty-eight fifty versus thirty-nine hundred is a big difference for me. But the equivalent for for me would be thirty-nine fifty right. to four thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I totally agree with uh, the idea of what Chase is saying, that that $50 can make a difference in your buy. But, like, at the same time, I do kind of wonder how much people, how closely people will consider that. Um, remains to be seen. Well, I think but, it's more closely yeah, because the Ares is a save weapon. Because it's not a full buy. That's true. You are, true. You're significantly buying the Ares more on, on save rounds where you are worried about how much you have left for next round. And so it comes into play a lot more when you're buying the Ares than it would when you're bu- the difference between 50 credits of when you're buying a Phantom or Vandal. Yeah. That is true. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm Because still... if you think about it, like, if you look at the Odin, which costs 3200 versus the 2900 of a Phantom or Vandal, there are a lot of cases where if you're full buying, you don't really worry about that couple hundred dollars difference, especially if you have it. So I, I, I see what you're saying there. Wait, something I gotta say is like actually kind of annoying is the number of people that buy Odin's in OT just because like they can afford it. I hate it when it's on my team. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when it's on my team. Like, I also hate it when it's on the opposing team. I don't know what. Dang, I feel like I'm being subtweeted yet again. Like, sheesh. No, I, I'm not subtweeting all right now. I, I, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with an Odin. Oh no! If you're gonna play in a specific manner, and the Odin is beneficial for the way in which you're going to play, but yeah, like I, 
I just think that Phantom and Vandal are more overall well-rounded guns. And a bunch of people just buy the Odin because they've got the extra money. And it's like, oh, it's OT. I don't have to save for the next round. And like, like, yeah, I can full buy with an Odin, so yeah. might as well. It's a more expensive gun. It must be better. Is what I feel like a lot of people's uh, like thought, thought processes. processes. Yeah, or like, I feel like we need to have all on to defend himself. Now. Okay, or like we were playing a game on Breeze earlier today, and like last round, our team had three ops on attack, and I wasn't one of them. Uh oh. Just because people had the money to buy them, and it's like sure, but like. First of all, we're on attack, and second, if you don't op regularly, like, like why would you buy an op just because you've got the money? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah, the I, same thing. Yeah. Sorry, Hunter. Go ahead. Go. Yeah, go ahead, Jace. Go ahead. I was going to say it's the same thing when people have, like, 8,000, 9,000 credits, you've got, been on a winning streak, and then mm-hmm. they start buying ops. Is like, you know, just because you have the money doesn't mean you should be buying an op unless, like, you were saving for that op. That's a different story, but... Just because you have the money, we shouldn't now have three ops on our team, which I see a lot of the times when you've, like, you know, it's been three, four rounds of you winning in a row. You mm-hmm. have a ton of money built up. People are like, I'll buy an op just because I got the money for it. And it's like, yo, like, you know, you were doing pretty well with the Vandal. That's why we just won the last four rounds. <laughs> <laughs> like, the one context I can see is, like, if you lived its last round, you're planning on taking an opening duel with an op, and you're going to drop your rifle that you also have on the ground next to you and be like, okay, I'm just going to take this opening duel with the op. And if they don't come to me, I'm just going to pick up my rifle. Or like, if I miss my shot, I'm going to back off and grab my rifle. Like that, that to me makes sense, right? It's last round. You've got the cash to splash. Go for it. But I mean, I was really pissed off because uh, a sky in one of our last games that we played today was like, Oh, like Sova, can you buy me? And so, like, I looked at their creds. They didn't have enough creds to buy. I bought them. And then they dropped the rifle. I bought them on the ground, picked up the op they'd just bought. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. That's a scummy move. And then, <laughs> and, uh, and then when held an angle. I'm like, yo, you, you should only be doing that if you got the money, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't request and be like... Oh, like, yeah. Like that. In, in that exact yeah. same game, like, yeah, like, this guy for last round asked me to buy her an op. I was like, yeah, she got a kill with it. And like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, we we were kind of rolling them. Like, not super concerned. But like, yeah, there was, and then, yeah, there was another round where I think I bought three people on our team rifles. <laughs> it's like, what am I, the fucking World Bank? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, why did you have so much money when the rest of us didn't? Because I wasn't dying. I was clutching out rounds. I was doing my job. I was killing people. Like, <laughs> I'd have to believe it to see it. <laughs> No, Cass is actually pretty clutch. So, uh, um, okay, sorry, Hunter. Did you have something you were going to talk about? Like, no, no. I, I really liked your point. Uh, yeah, that was that was funny. Although I'm sorry that you had to go through that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was going to basically just agree to say that um, I do think sometimes people get into a weird state of mind with overtime and having that set 5K. Uh, personally, I feel like. Um, on offense, you should, in overtime, assuming both teams have, you know, of course they do, but, like, I, I guess what I'm saying is in overtime or in a scenario where both teams can full buy earlier in the game, that you should really only ever buy an op on offense if you are jet or chamber. 
uh, unless you just are really, really good with the op, and for some reason you're not playing the character that can make the best use of it. Uh, and then when it comes to Odin's, I think if you are a duelist and you buy an Odin on attack, you're kind of throwing, unless you have, like, three duelists or something, so you're not the one entering sight, because as much as I love the Odin, you know, the movement penalty and the fact that you can't one-tap with it to the head at any range means that you're really limiting how you can, you know, lead your team into taking the sight. So, If you're Reyna with alt, that's, like, the one exception I can see to that. And even Maybe. then, and even then, yeah, like the movement penalty is kind of massive. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. Okay, but my my biggest complaint about people buying Odin's in OT is I'll often go uh, glass cannon op. Right. Because I'm somewhat of an op crutch. Like I just do better with an op than like I I would on rifles. Um, and then if they don't push the site I'm at, and I have to rotate, and I'm retaking, I don't really want to retake with the op. And so I'll try to scavenge a gun off the ground. And, oh, like, if my teammate who died had an Odin, I don't want the fucking Odin. I also don't have shields. And the Odin can't one-tap. So, like, what, what, what am I going to do with this thing? Like, I'm, yeah. at that point, I'm better off with the op. So it's really selfish reasons that... Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you don't like them buying <laughs> Odins. <laughs> I don't want to pick an Odin up off the ground. I also... Well, that, fair, that's another thing I hate I... about the Ares meta, is, like... If you lose pistol and the next round, the other team forces Odin's and I go in and I get a kill with a classic. Or if, like, I maybe I bought an upgraded pistol or something and I try to go scavenge their weapon and it's an Ares, I don't want that shit. Yeah, well, Cass, welcome to my world, because that's been my experience every time that, you know, I win an eco round, and I find a specter on the ground. I'm like, really? I have to use this piece okay, of but crap that's... if I get into a close range. No, 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 but keep my frenzy over a stinger, so you can shut up. <laughs> it's like... Well, well, see, that's the thing. You haven't had to experience that all that much, because except for that brief window when there was stinger meta, you don't find loads of stingers on the ground that you're disappointed to see. I have to deal with walking over goddamn specters all the time and being disappointed it wasn't, like, literally any other gun, so I think you're the one who should have. <laughs> no, that's... Oh, I... you're right, you're right. It, it should have been a marshal, right? For that no, but no, Hunter, that's just... I would much prefer to find a marshal on the ground than a specter. I'm not going to Lie. That, that's just you being stubborn. It's me yeah, being the, the, the specter. Like, like that's just well, you being to stubborn. Be, to be honest, okay, all of us in our opinions that we laid out, besides, I will admit, perhaps Chase, because the stinger has flaws. But me and Cass, our opinions that we stated are all about personal gun preference. Um, My movement yeah. penalty gets dicked when I pick up an Ares. Well, okay, just, I want to make a clear distinction. What you were saying before, Cass, about, you know, you're retaking and you find an Odin on the ground. Yeah. Then, yes, the Odin is not a good retaking gun. Like, I am 100% with you there. That is a bad situation mm -hmm. to be in to have to retake with an Odin. Uh, an Ares is, an absolutely a, is absolutely a good gun if you're winning an eco to be able to have it as an option to your pistol, especially because you, know, you very often these days have been using a Sheriff. Sheriff for long range plus yeah, yeah. Ares for suppressive fire and close range. That is I'm really just saying I would, have, I would have preferred it have been a Spectre at the same price point. It's like it would have been nice yeah, if the other team had bought a Spectre instead. Right, and that's, that's what, I, that's what I'm preference. saying about the Spectre. My whole point is both you and me are talking about gun preference. <laughs> yeah. Chase has a bit more validity to his point. No, no, I'm as saying... As much as I am loath to admit it. I, I No, but I'm saying I think there are more 
inherent negatives to an Ares, despite its viability in the current meta. Like, I think that there are, like, as you said, it's it's not an all-around utility gun. It's more of a specialized, or it should be more of a specialized, like, I am going to play in this manner. And, like, because well, yeah, of the but... movement penalty, because of, yeah, also the fact that I just don't love using that gun. Like, at the exact same price point. I would have rather someone on their team bought a Spectre. Because that's a gun that yeah, right. I can make that's use of more have... readily. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm saying, you know, I don't have... No, no, because you could... For you. No, no, because you could very readily make use of that Spectre that you picked up on an Eco. You're just stubborn about you not very, liking the Spectre. No, no, you could very easily make use of that Ares. If you're yeah. coming... Here's the thing. Let, let's think about this, Cass. If you are forcing... Well, sorry, if you're on pistol round, you have... Either you you personally have almost always these days either a classic, a frenzy, or a sheriff. Would you say that's correct? Where you're going Wait, in for for, an eco for round? pistol round or for an eco round? For yeah, an eco for round, just, I usually have a couple round, yeah. of headhunter shots. Okay, well, chamber is a, chamber is a whole different story. You're playing jet, and this is an eco sure. round. You have one I of those three guns. Probably have a marshal. No, no. God damn it, Cass. A... We're talking about you have a pistol. You have that's a pistol. The scenario you laid out. <laughs> It's probably a sheriff, a then. Like, it's probably a sheriff, then. <laughs> right, right, okay, so you have a sheriff. So the the Ares really does fill in the gaps that your sheriff can't provide. If you know multiple of the team are rushing in, then you can hold an angle where they're not going to get to peek you and one-tap you, and then you can be ready to spray multiple of them down, which the sheriff is bad at. If you have a frenzy, you're limited on bullets, but you have that movement speed. So if you want to go in aggressive on a single target, you can use your frenzy. If you want to do the suppressive fire thing, you, you have your Ares. So, like, I don't buy the whole, oh, having an Ares is a bad compliment to a pistol. It doesn't make any sense. You just don't like the Ares. And, like, I will admit that I just really hate using the Spectre, although I do also have some arguments for why the Spectre is not very good, but I feel like I've covered them ad nauseum <laughs> on this podcast already. But, like, I, I really don't buy your argument is what I'm saying, Gas. Yeah. All right, whatever. Um. Okay, so, so yes, the, like, I, I think that Cass is wrong. But the Aries Aries is fine. But at the same time, I'd also like to uh, rewind a little bit and give a a bit of a concession to to Hunter for um, the amount of shit that we've all given him for the Stinger. Now, I'm not changing my opinion on the Stinger whatsoever. I still think it's a dog shit gun. But I will say that I probably purchase a Stinger at least once a game nowadays. And it's because it's so goddamn cheap that it's like I have an upgraded frenzy. You know what's cheaper than a stinger? Are you going to say sheriff? And marshal. I was going to say marshal, but the sheriff also fits the Aren't bill. they the same price? No. Are you kidding me? If, if I could buy a marshal on pistol round? Okay. That'd be broken as fuck. I'd love that. Oh, are you saying sheriff and stick? What were you asking about the prices yeah, wait, out there? Wait, the, the marshal the is of the of the stinger and the and the marshal. Oh no, yeah, the yeah. marshal the the stinger is more expensive. By fifty dollars. <laughs> okay, so it's what nine hundred versus eight fifty or something? Uh, no, marshal is nine fifty, meaning the stinger must. I thought the stinger was eleven fifty. Wait, 
No, no the Stinger was 11.50 a long time ago. Long time. Okay. The same price. I think they might be the same price. The Stinger's 9.50. Yes, okay, Stinger is definitely 9.50. Yeah. I know that. Okay, I know. I know Marshall for a fact is 9.50. Okay, yeah. So they're the okay. same. Okay, okay. So the same price. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, I, I, yeah, could yeah. A, I could get a sheriff, but it's basically like an upgraded frenzy. And I will like if I can literally buy nothing but a pistol, I'll buy a frenzy over anything else. So. If I can buy a little bit more, I, I'll buy a stinger, and I have gotten some good kills with it. I showed yeah. Hunter a nice little clip of me getting a, a little 2K with the with the stinger, and then picking up a vandal and clutching out the round. Which, I mean, not I'm not saying that I wouldn't have been able to do that with a specter, but I wouldn't have been able to buy a specter that round. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it, it just seems I appreciate the concession chase, but I have to plant the seed in your mind here that it does seem a little curious that there's a dog shit gun uh, netted between us three kills and uh, turning the eco round in our favor. A little curious how that works. I've gotten, a, happens often. I've gotten a 3k with a shorty before, Hunter. Like, come on, get off your high horse here. It's possible. No, yeah, but I know. usually, I usually I get see a kill. clip. I haven't seen that clip. No, I'll, I'll dig it up. I got it somewhere. <laughs> okay, I admittedly, Hunter, admittedly, I also had an op. But that's not the point here. I got a 3K with a shorty. <laughs> okay, okay. But my point is the, the stinger thing. Okay, well, I feel like I'm just going to stop talking about the stinger. We're, leaving, we're ending yeah. on a high note when it comes to the stinger. Yeah, We've covered no, this before. I mean, there's there's enough. I do enough whiffing with the stinger that it, it cancels out the good that I do. But I see. When, when it is useful, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. When it's useful for me because I literally can't buy anything else. Other than a, a pistol. Kind of a non sequitur, yeah. but uh, my frenzy game has gone downhill a lot. Because I don't you play. You used to be incredible with the frenzy. I don't play oh, a ton of jet it. anymore. And so, like, the only time that I'd really. Okay. The only time I ever buy a frenzy is jet on attack. I buy updraft smoke frenzy. Yeah, I will um, say, as much as Cass is normally a slave to the meta, I have really mu- have very much appreciated the somewhat unconventional Jet Frenzy and the great success you've had with that in the past. Well, because, like, the ability to smoke and dash onto site and then, like, I can just be in your face with a Frenzy is really strong. Um, and depending on the situation, like, and who I kill, I might be able to pick up whatever their gun is, right? Say they've got a Sheriff. And I can grab that afterwards if I want it, or I can just stick with the frenzy depending on how I'm going to, like, hold this site or if I'm going to keep pushing. Um, if it's a ghost on the ground, I'm going to leave it. Fuck the ghost. That gun sucks dicks. Uh, but at any rate, I digress here. Um, I have not had a lot of success with the frenzy, like, lately. Uh, I've been in situations where I'm just, like, wildly unloading a clip at someone and just completely whiffing. Just because, like, I, I haven't used it in so long that I've been playing Chamber with his headhunter. Now, okay, here here's a take. I think that in a case where you're on a save, like, you're basically on a full save, and, like, maybe you can only buy pistols. So, like, you could buy Sheriff if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. But the other team isn't a full buy. I think a Frenzy is the best buy. Sheriff, 100%. I think it depends on the situation. I think if you're playing a duelist on attack, then uh, frenzy is far better than a sheriff. I think. I think in general on defense, depending on where you're playing, I buy a sheriff much more often. I I think if you're if you're forced to save and you're limited to pistols only, and the other team is a full buy, I think you 
I feel like you almost have to go Sheriff. Or, depending what? on what you're playing, Shorty. Well, I think, okay, well, they Shorty. have... <laughs> what? If, if I'm playing... If I, if, if I can only afford a pistol, and they've got yeah. a full buy, and I'm playing a stupid ratty angle, the Shorty can get that kill, and I can get an upgrade. I see the argument for the shorty more than I see the argument for the sheriff. Because on the a sheriff can one tap. They're on a full buy. When they're on a full buy, like you have to play in a style that is different than your normal style. Yeah. You will be playing in a like ratty angle kind of deal because they're just gonna beat you eighty percent of the time with uh with a vandal or a phantom. Unless you have a sheriff and you head tap them. Yeah, I'm not good enough to do that shit. Practice more I mean, with the sheriff. Maybe I'll, one, maybe I'll one tap them, but more likely I'll whiff, and then they'll get four to the body before me. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not hitting three body shots with the sheriff. Yeah. Um. And sure, like maybe I'll get lucky. I'll get a kill with that. But then yeah, I've taken a longer range duel. I can't necessarily retrieve their weapon. And I still have a sheriff. Um. With a frenzy, you are putting yourself into a situation in which the frenzy or the shorty will um, favor you. Maybe not favor you can entirely, um, but like you'll you'll be in a shorter range duel, and in that case, when you get the kill, you can get an easy upgrade to whatever gun that they had. And so but, I think okay. the, 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 the problem the shorty is a better buy in that situation. I, I think the problem with the frenzy is because of its mag size, it's rather difficult to kill two people with one mag. And I think it's one of the same, like a similar issue that the uh, that the frenzy has is like low mag size plus fire rate means you're pretty much at like one kill a clip. Yep. And yeah, so if you ever get... If, why, the reason why on pistols, I've almost stopped buying the Frenzy entirely and I've gone to a Ghost because I can get multiple kills with one mag. If you, But yeah, I'm saying, like, if you ever get double swung, like, on your eco, like, maybe you get the one kill with the Frenzy. And at that point, um, I'm still kind of doubting it because you need... Oh, God, I haven't used the Frenzy in so long. Do you need I get three headshots? Do you need, I get a lo- do you need two headshots plus a body? I know it's more than two headshots. For what? Uh, to get kill. to get a kill it with the frenzy. How close you are, as you famously said on the podcast, cast. If you're close enough, I believe the frenzy two. does do actually seventy-five to the head. So yeah, okay. So if you're close to enough, two to the head will do it. Okay. But I want to say that's like fifteen meters or like ten. So it's like very, very close. Okay. Uh, it's been a while since I've used the frenzy, but like yeah. against a fully armored opponent, I'm just wondering. Number one. Obviously, you're you're on an eco, right? Like, I, I think it's unlikely that you're you're not expected to win that gunfight, no matter how you chalk it up. Uh, if they've got a full buy, and you've got nothing but a frenzy, you probably shouldn't win that one. Um, and if there's anybody else there, like you're you're dead before you can pick up the pick up their gun or reload your mag. Okay, but you would have to one tap, one tap with the sheriff. It is possible. I see what you're saying, is that it's possible where with a frenzy, it's probably not. Mm-hmm. And same with a shorty. Um, unless, you're, you know, you're going to do one tap, one tap with the shorty because you're at that close of a range. Yeah. But um, 
I get a surprising amount of those kills on a save with the with the frenzy, and it's because if you put yourself in a situation where you are able to rush them down, or like just they're about to swing an angle, but you swing it right before them and catch them off guard, you can get that frenzy kill before they can react in time, at least at our level. Most of the time. Yeah, I, I like. Oh, I guess I've just like I've never. I don't think I've ever bought a frenzy when the other team has a full buy. So I, I guess I don't really know exactly how it performs against fully armored opponents because the only time I ever bought frenzy was on pistol round, even back when I used to buy it. Hey, I just saw tens doing it, and then I I started doing it. And I <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, Chase, I think the thing that you're leaving out is you're kind of considering a scenario where, you know, you are, con- are you're considering whether the Frenzy or the Sheriff is better if you're being swung by multiple opponents. And I think the thing is that you can play very differently with the two guns. So with the Frenzy, because of the range that you need to engage at, most likely when you commit to a duel, uh, within a few seconds, you or the or, or at least one opponent is going to be dead <laughs> with the Frenzy. Which, also, which in the context of a save, like you're saying, you know, that's not a bad thing. If you get one kill and die on a heavy save, that's not a problem. But with the Sheriff, at least when I'm using it, because I know the fire rate is much, much slower than a Phantom or a Vandal, at least to be effective with it and, and accurate, if I am holding an angle with the Sheriff, I, the moment I see someone, I take my best shot and then I dip. Or maybe if it's if it seems like it's just one person, I take two shots and then I dip. So I think the advantage with the sheriff is because it does high damage with each individual shot. You don't have to commit to the duel. You can poke at him a couple times and then and then back out. And similar to a marshal, just that you know you can maybe take two shots instead of one. So that's kind of why I like a sheriff for defense because. I can, you know, bother them. I can be something they have to worry about. And if I'm landing my shots, I can get some nice kills uh, without exposing myself yeah. as much as I would have to with the friends. Because, yeah, I feel like the advantage, like leading into what Hunter was saying, is you can kind of go for a guerrilla warfare tactic with the sheriff. Where it's like, yeah, I'm going to pop out and fire a shot or two downrange. It'd be nice if I hit you in the head. But if I just hit you in the chest, I still did 50 damage. Sure. Okay, but then. Or is it 55? You've backed off the angle at that point, right? So you're alive still. Yeah. But in the case of defense, they've taken sight. Well, it depends how aggressively you play it to begin with. Because, like, I'll, I'll typically peek where well, the barriers that not, drop. That you're not being aggressive with it. You're playing an angle where you can fall back really easily. Yeah, like where the barrier drops. Like, I'm saying, like, I, I'm pushed out ahead of sight to begin with as soon as the round begins. Like, okay, again, you fall back like to the another example. angle where you can do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So maybe well, you, maybe you get a kill yeah. with it. Um, maybe maybe you maybe you hit a couple body shots, but you've done damage, which is good. But then if you're falling back, like you you've given up sight. I'm falling back to sight. I'm not falling back to CT. On round two, you'd be. No, because. Like okay, uh, n- name a map. Okay, well, name a map. Let me no, let me throw an example two, here. I'm saying like on the second time after you've after you've either hit or whipped the first shot. Oh, oh you're saying you the second off. time around? The second time around. Yeah, well, the second time around, I might stand my ground a little bit more, and also hopefully 
by the time I'm on site, if like like it, I've given my team info, hopefully someone's there to back me up on site too. And so if you get a, if you push up and get a frenzy kill, you're giving them more pause, and it's possible that they're going to rotate off that site by you more time, or at least give time enough for people to rotate over. Yeah, but if I peek out and get a kill with the with the sheriff, like same thing. And also, I feel like you're less likely to get swung that second time if you get a one tap with the sheriff. That's Definitely. more terrifying than some like getting killed with a frenzy. Right, if like somebody entries and you kill them with a frenzy, second man in, almost assuredly going to swing you. But if the first person swings and you head tap them with a sheriff, like that second person, mm, they might not swing. Like it's just scarier. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of play the middle ground here. I'm thinking of a specific scenario, which is I think it's probably because we were playing the the map earlier altogether, and that's uh, split. And for whatever reason, I'm always bad with the names. B site is the one with the pillar in the middle, right? Yeah. Yep. I don't know why I can never remember which site is which if I'm not looking at the map. But yeah, so you're on split B site and you're on defense. I think there's a, depending on how you want to play, which depends on your personal play style and it depends on, you know, how the game's been going, how you feel like you'll catch the other team best off guard. I think if you want to uh, buy a sheriff, what I would often do in that case is I will... As soon as the spawn barrier drops, I'll peek into garage. I will expose myself as little as possible and just take a shot or maybe two and then immediately dip. And I will sprint back to pillar before the other team can catch up to me. Unless they have like a jet or a raise who's already committed to the blast, pa- the blast pack at that point. I'm getting back to pillar before they can get through garage. And then I'm repositioning behind pillar to shoot as they're coming out of garage. And then at that point, if uh, they're already on site, regardless of what kills I've gotten, then that's the point where I commit and I stop falling back and I say, okay, I'm just going to, you know, go down swinging at this point, trying to hold off the plan as long as possible. I'm like, I'm, I'm with Hunter on this one. Well, uh, here's the thing. I think that's a, before I finish Cass, mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, that's, I think, a valid strat, but I could also see the strat of, depending on the scenario, buying a frenzy, playing back site behind the, the wooden wall, and then just sitting there and then making the other team hard clear you. And if they hard clear you, then your frenzy is in a good position to get that kill. And at that point, maybe the team's a bit more spread out as they're getting to site. So maybe you kill the planter and one more and you're in a good position that way. So I don't what I'm saying is I don't think either is the correct answer. I think it just depends on how you play it. I mean, I would play that. I I understand what you're saying. I would play it a little bit differently. I might play to uh, defenders left of um, the tunnel into garage. That works too. Like right where Sage Um, walls? Yeah, right where Sage walls. Um, Because right there, they are forced to peek you close. There's no long angle that they can peek you from, like around pillar or something, if Mm -hmm. you were playing backside. Um, And you're likely going to get the first person into sight. You'll probably get that kill. And it will possibly lead them to not taking sight or to having pause before taking sight. See, I, Whereas I, if you're playing all the way back sight with a frenzy, I think that even if you do get that kill, there's likely already three or four people on site, and they're going to continue to take sight even though you're there. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I, I, I don't think necessarily playing back sight's the right answer. And I feel like if you're going to play back sight, you kind of need to get two to make it worth your while. Yeah. Um. But well, yeah, Chase, if you're playing you're where you are, to do that, yeah, what, Chase. But if you're playing that close angle, right, like kind of right where Sage walls, like yeah. 
typically someone's going to either flash out that angle or a jet's going to smoke and dash onto site. Or a raise is going to blast back in. At which you're... Like, I, okay, I, I feel like especially with a frenzy, you don't really want to be spamming a jet smoke. Because the odds of you getting that kill are minuscule, and then you got to reload when the second person comes through. I guess you could ignore the jet dashing onto site and say, hey, I'm that, going for second what, man in. That would definitely be the Yeah, I, I feel like, I, I guess it's like... Dashes. Yeah. Um, also playing that close angle, a Reina Lear is probably going to go past you. Um, yeah. Same with a uh, Sky Bird. The only one that would be more difficult to dodge would be a Breach, which is viable because Breach is played a lot on Split. So it's... Right. Um, that is you also really got to worry, worry about the Yoru flashes coming out of Garage as well. Yeah, no, that's going to go past you, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot that that was a flash. I was thinking Phoenix, but I was like, no one fucking plays Phoenix. So. Yeah, no one plays Phoenix anymore. Yeah. Um, Okay, but moving on slightly from the guns here, um, I wanted to bring this up last podcast, but we kind of ran out of time. Um, I know I've mentioned this off podcast before, but uh, I saw someone on Reddit come out with the best potential jet nerf that I've heard. Even better than the jump plus dash? No, no, that, that is what I was saying. Oh. Didn't we cover this last podcast? Did we cover this last podcast? I have I feel, no idea. I, I feel I feel pretty close to eighty. I, I'm gonna put this at okay. ninety one percent. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it at a, you're gonna put it up there. Yeah. Too. Okay. I we thought the jump okay. I should have deleted this from my list then. I guess I didn't. Um, so I I guess I'll go back and do some research. And if we haven't covered this already on podcast, because I know I've talked to both of you guys outside of the podcast about it. Uh, We'll come back and do that next week, and I'll go do my my research. Um, you guys just like save cast the work. Let us know in the Discord or on the Reddit if we've uh, yes, please, yeah, yeah. I yeah. By the way, that's a drunk Valorant podcast. R slash drunk Valorant podcast. Yeah. Um, link, isn't there? I don't know. I I feel like like it is possible that we covered it last week, and I just forgot to delete it from my my list here. But I okay. I'm not sure. So. I guess the topic that we're now going to have to talk about is um, this is something that that came up a week and a half ago, maybe, is uh, what level of BMing is acceptable? (laughs) I'm excited. Because I've got a rather strong take on this. Yeah. And again, I'm going to be somewhat hypocritical about this because I don't give a shit when the other team BMs. I hate when my team does it. Like, from my perspective, show some fucking class. If that's hypocritical, I feel like that's just um, a very mature way of looking at it. Like I, like I, yeah, I, I personally don't, I don't, don't like give like if the enemy team is shooting my body or teabagging me or whatever, I don't give a flying fuck. And like I understand that like from a meta perspective, maybe they're trying to tilt you so you play worse. Like I, I really don't give a shit if the enemy team does it. I hate when my team does it. Like, like from my perspective, there's no reason for it. Um, maybe if you hit a hospital flick on someone, you want to go over and you want to give them a nice little teabag or two, go for it. But I like what I especially hate is when people prolong the round timer to do that. 
Like, say say you get your retake done really quick and the enemy team's dead, and someone's going to stand over the over top of one of the dead bodies and unload, like, two Vandal clips into them before going and defusing. That infuriates me. <laughs> okay, here's... here's, like, uh, here's defuse the fucking bomb, get on with it. I'm mostly with you, Cass. But I believe that there's this little thing, uh, it's a feature that the Valorant devs, like, put into the game specifically um, to solve this issue, and uh, it's called a spray. And I think that sprays are plenty enough BM for for a round. Depending on what spray you have. I also have the ultimate BM spray. I've got the air horn spray. Yeah, you think Yeah, I have the air horn. That's the ultimate BM spray. No, I have the tiny violin. <laughs> I have the teabagging tacta bear. Yeah, so all of those, right? There's a plenty of post round sprays that you can put on that I think the classiest thing to do is you get that nutty one tap on your 4v1. You'll quickly look down, you spray the ground and then you go defuse. Okay, the problem is, to get your post-round spray, you have to defuse first. Do you? Yeah, your post-round spray only kicks in after after the defuse, if you're on defense. Okay, then and have it, it as your fucking during-round spray. You, when you, the fuck are you well, spraying you can't. during round? You, you can't have it as your during-round spray. It's locked out, because they're distracting. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the spray. Yeah, but most, well, like, air horn is locked my, my air horn, for example, is locked out. Okay, um, then, so you can just like give away your position by. Yeah. In the of the <laughs> I mean, you give away your position by spraying, which is why I'm saying, why the fuck would you ever spray during a round? Um, you, that is just BM mid round if you're. Spraying. Yeah, and like I don't know, there's sometimes you're like, I don't give a shit if you know where I am. Um, I don't think I've ever used my mid round spray. I, I've used it once or twice, except maybe in the scenario that you're talking about where I would get a kill, look at the ground. Or a wall and spray, and, spray. <laughs> and then go defuse. Okay, I, I will say along with uh, like the mid round spray, I've seen this come up once in a CS tournament. Is someone um, someone sprayed this uh, this sign on a wall that people use for a um, a smoke lineup? So, like, they sprayed over the sign, so the person who went to go throw their smoke couldn't see the sign to line up their smoke. And it caused them to miss their smoke, and they lost the round because that smoke didn't land where they thought it was going to. That's really funny. (laughs) Which, like, I thought was, like, number one, big-brained as fuck. Like, that, that's a 200 IQ play right there. <laughs> I mean, you were talking oh, yeah. about that that's why Valorant uh, doesn't let you spray or doesn't keep the sprays after pre-round. Yeah, well, because a bunch of them, the so far what I've figured out is, like, the rule goes, if any of your sprays have, like, a character, they're not allowed mid-round. Well, it's that any moving sense. parts as well. <laughs> right, that, that too. But, like, so, yeah, you can't, like... If you've got one of those cartoony jet faces, like, that disappears when the round starts, because if someone sees that, they're like, oh, jet's there, and then it's just a spray. Hmm. So I know those are all banned for that reason. Um, Interesting. I didn't know that those were banned uh, mid-round. Yeah. I thought it was only the animated sprays. Hmm. Yeah, that's some, that's some good research you did, Cass, because I was confused why some of the non-animated sprays couldn't be equipped mid-round, and that makes sense if they don't want... Because that would suck if, like, someone placed 
you know, the head of someone in a strategic position where maybe there's a lot of colors in the background or some objects to where you could, you could, you know, uh, peek it and then for a split second think that's an enemy, particularly if you're playing at, you know, 3 or 4 a.m. like we mm-hmm. are and low on sleep, low on energy, you know, your brain does weird things. I can understand that now. Yeah. But back to the original point is that I think that a little amount of, of BM is is okay. Like, if I'm not the one defusing or whatever, I'll go... I probably won't shoot a dead body unless it's standing at my feet. But if it is at my feet, fuck, I'll, I'll put a, a couple bullets in it. It's just boring sitting around doing nothing for ten seconds. So I'd rather run around and, and shoot something. So I'll... I'll shoot the finisher, I'll shoot a dead body. I've never once teabagged anybody in my life. Um teabagged Virgin over there, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't know if I've ever teabagged someone. It also annoys me when people go for that fast spam crouch teabag. Like you need to go back to the roots of teabagging, which I believe That's is slow. Halo two. Like you gotta I, I don't know. Wh- I don't know which streamer put it correctly, but like, if you're gonna teabag, like, you got to do it slow and deliberate, and really fucking put your balls in their face. Like, like none of this like spamming up and down shit. <laughs> Interesting. So, would you like it more if they did that? Yeah, it'd be. I'd have more respect for the other team if they slow teabagged me over fast teabagged me. Yes. You want to really taste the plums, is what I'm. Is what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like I really want to be they, feeling they their, plums. their plums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about respect for the other teams. So we're talking about what happens if Cass is laying on the ground and getting plums dropped in his face. So that that's why I was saying he wants to really taste them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like um, I like I said, I have no I have no fucking problem if the enemy team does it. Whatever, I just wish my team wouldn't. I just I, think it, it wastes time. It's dumb. Yeah, like, the thing is, like when somebody goes and they'll spray a body or teabag them before defusing, I'm like, yo, just go defuse the bomb. Like we won the round already. If if you want to do that in the what four seconds after you defuse, yeah, fucking go for it. It doesn't prolong my game at all. But, like, we won the round. I want to get into the next round. I Actually, I, I watch you do that for 10 seconds. Yeah, I think the one that pisses me off the most is when somebody goes and, like, holds spike until it's almost done and then lets go and then does that over and over again. That is frustrating. Uh, I yeah, think that's, that's the one that annoys me the most. Like, just fucking get it over with. Let's get on to the next round. Yeah, yeah like, my what philosophy. Are you, what are you doing it for? I, don't, I just don't understand yeah. what they're doing it for. Like, I've never once thought, oh, that person is so cool because they're not defusing the spike. (laughs) (laughs) Whether they're on my team or the other team. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, wow, they really got me with that one. We're getting them. (laughs) You know? Like, oh, yeah, we won't defuse the spike for another 10 seconds. Really going to change what they do next round. No. You go ahead, go ahead. That round's over. I don't fucking care about that round anymore. Go to the next one. (laughs) Yeah, no. I, I generally agree with that, but what I will say is I don't know that I've ever seen this in game, but I've seen this from a couple YouTubers who do Valorant. What is what would genuinely give me respect for someone is someone who, you know, plays with fire and they are so good about knowing the exact timing of the spike when it comes to, you know, the beeps and everything. So they're not just like spamming on and off the spike, but like they they just wait for the exact it. cadence. 
Well, maybe they get on it once and then they get off and like walk away and then they come back at like the perfect moment to where you're like, oh shit, did they leave enough time? And you're just like glued to your screen. Like, did they just fuck themselves? And then they get it perfectly every time. Like, there are a couple YouTubers posting clips who are really good at that. And that that's kind of fun. Like, obviously, st- if, if it happened like five rounds in a game where I was getting rolled, I would be getting annoyed by the last one because it's clear the guy could do it. But like, if you see that a couple times in a game, like, that is at least showing their skill in that and you know there's still the excitement of oh maybe they fucked it up maybe they're giving us a free round <laughs> yeah i don't like so that. like <laughs> yeah i, I mean like i don't that. i don't love it but I, I i see that as a little bit different than the people who just like burr, 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 like constantly <laughs> spam the spike <laughs> and they're just like jesus christ dude kill well, okay now, definitely and like you're saying on the other team sure i'd be like okay cool that's respectable like you know they know what exact cadence of the spike for when it's going to be fine and you know, oh, yeah, on your own up, team, it's not nearly as good. Yeah, right. right. But on, if if they do that on my own team, I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like you're gonna put That's me true. through that level of stress for literally nothing. <laughs> we won this round. Fucking win it for us. Don't leave the possibility of oh shit, I accidentally hit three instead of four, and now I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. I didn't consider the possibility of it being your own team because I've never had that happen. But uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> All right, uh, I, I would like to come back to this, but I also really do need to take a piss right about now. So Sounds good. Time you, you guys, well, you guys are welcome to keep talking, and I'll just rejoin the conversation. But uh, no, I'm going to go take a piss. What are you? What are you? Doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Do you post on the podcast? Yeah. No, Cass doesn't listen to the podcast, so he doesn't realize that you actually cut out whenever he says. Uh, I need to take a piss. Wait, he thinks we just we just keep it rolling. There's just <laughs> yeah. silence in the middle. Yeah, just about seven mm. minutes of nothing. I might go grab another drink because I only have. Yeah, this me one too. Now. I'll be back. Okay. At any rate, yeah. back to back to the podcast. Um, since we're talking about BMing, um, the reason this whole came up, this whole topic came up, was due to Tony. And I don't think Tony listens to our podcast, so I think I'm fairly free to roast him as much as he I want. He wants to be right on here. it, but he's he never really wants to, to be on it. it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't think Tony listens to it, so I, I, I think I have free reign to roast the shit out of him right now. Um, yeah, uh-oh. probably. I mean, he's also one of Cass and my roommates, so we could. Yeah, the pr- like, there's the problem no, is there's no BM to Tony as much as he does BM our opponents. Yeah. Okay. So at any rate, what I was saying is like with that chase, I thought you were going to say the that the issue is that he might not listen to the podcast, but he might very well barge into the room while Cass is roasting. Oh, I I just shut my. I I actually just shut my door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is that going to stop Tony though? I mean, I could block it, but um. (laughs) Okay. At any rate, well, let's be honest here. Tony kind of sucks. Tony's not great at this game which like fine you know you you start somewhere he's getting better and like I will say he's definitely significantly better than like where he began at oh definitely he's definitely getting better and I will add that our friend Tony plays on a uh, Wi-Fi connection which greatly hinders him half oh, of the yeah, time yeah. because he's playing on like 150 ping yeah there, there, there's a lot of times where his ping is dog shit alright and this well, is I, I I also play on Wi-Fi and when my internet isn't completely shitting itself like it's fine like, no, no but like for some for Wi-Fi. some reason the Wi-Fi from like to Tony's room sucks like like I can't lie I've seen his ping spike to like two three hundred 
Yep. Right. Me oh, too. Yeah. All the time. And it'll like, and stay that way for a second. And then it'll go back down. But back down is like 90. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, like, all right, I, like, I would probably do significantly worse if I was playing on that pin. And part of the problem is when Tony plays with us, he's being put into lobbies with an average skill level that's that's higher than what he is. And now, from what I've seen of the games that he solo queues in, he actually does fairly well. Like, scoreboard-wise. Now, I, I don't know how he's actually playing in those games, because I haven't watched them. But, like, the stats are respectable when he solo don't queues. Um, but, like, again, if he's being put in, into a game with us, like, his aim's just not there, his game sense isn't quite there, like, and he gets, like, one kill at the end of the round. And fucking, he's last alive, right? He clutched up for us. Good shit, okay, Tony. Cass, Cass, and then unloads I, like I... two and a half clips into a dead body <laughs> instead of going and defusing the spike. And that infuriates the fuck out of me. Okay, so let's let's expand this from just talking shit on Tony because he he will I mean, he probably won't ever listen to this podcast. But let's you know we're not going to talk shit on our buddy. He's he's a good friend of ours. Um, I think any more than we already have. Any, yeah. I, we, I'm fine with talking as much shit on him. Oh, oh, and for the record, I'd say that to his face too. Like, I have yeah, no problem. No, absolutely, <laughs> and he would have no problem with that as yeah. well. So that, that's the the disclaimer here is that this is all completely fine. But uh, in general, yeah, I mean, if if somebody's not exactly pulling their weight, and then they go and BM the other team. That's a little fucked up. <laughs> if you're not smurfing and you're fucking 30 and 10 and you want to BM them a little bit, go for it. But don't don't waste 30 seconds of my fucking life just unloading the rest of your ammo into some guy's body before you go and defuse the spike. However, in Tony's defense, his argument would be, yo, I'm playing like shit this game. And I just clutched up the situation. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, right? Like, <laughs> you're terrible. I'm terrible, which makes you terrible. Yeah. Right? Like, that's that's a pretty good argument. I have to say, losing a 1v1 against the other team's bottom frag, that, that hurts the ego. Exactly. But is that enough BM in itself, though? I feel like that is. I feel like you should point out, maybe in chat. Oh, also, BM in chat, go for it. Doesn't waste my time. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think the the whole moral of the story is just don't waste our time. Yeah. BM is totally fine <laughs> as long as it doesn't take up any extra time. But yeah, you, you yeah, want to go roast him in chat? Be my guest. Like, type in there, like, oh, you just lost a 1v1 against like, our bottom frag, which is me. Like, go fuck yourself. Go, go for it. That's Diffuse the spike while you're doing it. I, I don't know if you can hold four and type in chat at the same time. I, I don't think you can. If you can't, Valorant should put that in. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, now, I don't know how many hands you got. I don't know how you'd go about it. Maybe you've got Diffuse bound to your mouse like Tony does. <laughs> so, like... He has Diffuse bound to his mouse? I'm fairly really? confident he has Diffuse <laughs> bound to his mouse. What I didn't heck? know that. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, I will also say that... that Tony is ridiculously funny in chat. In like all chats. <laughs> is that as soon as we start losing to another team, if they get a couple of rounds on us, Tony will start up in the chat and he'll be like, 
you guys are so good. <laughs> like, can I be on your team? Like, I, wish, <laughs> like, I wish my team was as good as you guys. Like, it'll just fucking go off in the chat. It's so funny. I'll find myself just dying at my at my keyboard trying to focus oh, yeah. on the round, but Tony's just in the back typing. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I, I will say, as sort of the, the granddaddy of uh, our whole Valorant group, I can say with confidence that, you know, when, since I was one of, I was really the first of the group to play Valorant, I have seen each and every member of the group, you know, struggle and be much worse than me when they first started. And now, basically, everyone is at my level or above. But, like, I've seen for, well, the people who really stuck with it, uh, and... I, that's that kind of leads me into what I have to say that I think the people who you know have really you know risen to my level or far above in some cases <laughs> alex uh are are really putting in a lot of work in solo queue and the thing is Tony is a man of many interests when it comes to video games he loves halo he loves his uh golf with friends. <laughs> I'm not a big golf with Reds fan myself, but you know whatever floats your boat. Um, so wait, basically, wait, wait, wait. can we rewind? What the fuck is golf with friends? It's a game he's been playing with. Uh, you know Max, like his buddy that came out and visited us. Okay, he's been playing it okay. with Max. I've never. But he's never he's been getting other people into it as well. Yeah, him and Kate's and Alex and Max were all playing golf with friends one night. I opted chat that was like, "What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Golf with friends." Like, okay, see ya. <laughs> But like, what? But like, good on them. Good on them. Like, my point with that is that everyone who I've seen who's improved a lot in Valorant uh, has done so by really focusing on Valorant and grinding a lot of solo queue. And Tony obviously plays some solo queue, but like, that's just not his focus. And so, uh, I wouldn't say that like, despite all the shit we've thrown from Tony's way, that like. I, think, I don't feel like Tony is vastly it is like worse than his rank or anything. I think that like I think Tony solo queues more than I do. Really? Well, no, Cast Cast just never solo queues. So well, that's okay. not, that's yeah, not my, saying a point, lot. Yeah, my point is that Cast, when you started Valorant, you were not very good. And then for a while you solo queued quite a lot to build up your skills. Dude, I used to talk no. to you about your solo queues all the time. No. I Okay, well, maybe your definitions okay, and mine are, are different Hunter, in terms like of you, quite a lot. You would be correct with any other person, but Cass just plays a lot because he. there's always somebody online. Yeah, I just don't okay, solo okay, I guess I guess that's a little bit different that you, yeah, you just tend to play, a, you're just playing more, you're online with people more often. But yeah, I guess, I'm, yeah, I'm fucking I'm unemployed. Like, I've got nothing else going on. It requires, for most people, solo queue, and for persons named Cass, it requires just being online and you know tagging people in discord until they join in yeah and like the, the point is that you have to excuse me you have to be focused on it and uh so for what tony is in terms of what he brings to the table like you know as the granddaddy of the group i'm not disappointed in my grandson tony uh <laughs> and like still, also still uh, hunter to like. to aid your argument here like i i i do have aim labs and like i will jump on aim labs or like there I will, we go i will open up yeah. valorant and i will go in and i'll just be in the practice range for like an hour just that, like that shooting bots true. but like so that's not I, solo queuing but that's solo work yeah 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 like i i, I put in i put in work not mm-hmm. necessarily just us playing ranked games like I, I, I definitely do put like work into you know like you know improving my aim like uh, 
uh, you know, yeah. just general stuff like that. But like, I I don't solo queue and I don't deathmatch. Okay, at th- at this point, I think we've spent more time defending Tony than we did roasting him. <laughs> yeah. So okay, well, I was actually, <laughs> I I was actually going to say since since we since we did a little roast to Tony, I think we should roast all of us here. Um, so I'm going to, is this like the opposite of the thing we did a couple podcasts ago? Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This kind of is. So I'm going to, that was, you suggested that. And you know, he's a um, positive positive guy. (laughs) I'm going to put myself up on stage first and, uh, let's hear it. Hunter. What's your roast to me? Is there anything that we can say that is not See, already said constantly on this podcast? Yeah, I was going to say, he renamed cast. Roast Cast. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you don't entry, you don't buy your, <laughs> you don't use your utility. Like, <laughs> I've said all that before. <laughs> it's been said and said and said, and it will continue yeah. to be said. But, yeah, I mean, I think it would be basically... Okay, I'd like to point out, in the game that we collectively, all of us played earlier today, with Tony and Oliver, that I played mm-hmm. Jet on, I had eight first bloods in, on attack. Yeah, you, you value That's most of the rounds. more than you do. Uh, more than you, you should. Go, go, go fuck yourself, you're I entry. You're overconfident. You're o- that, I think that one of the biggest things about you is that you're overconfident in your duels. Okay. How many rounds are there a half? Twelve. I had eight first bloods. I think I deserve to be overconfident about my ability to take duels in that context. No, what you're leaving. No one was there to back you up. At most, at most four, because I had eight first bloods in the first half. Yes, I think. I think one thing that supports Chase's point that we're leaving out here is that you and me were both smurfing. So this this isn't like okay oh I'm on God. okay I am smurfing by like I am I am on an alt that is not a smurf yeah it's an alt like my alt is not necessarily a smurf my alt was it's, at the exact same rank as my main was prior to the reset here's the thing though Cass last last act. As you were just as you were describing, and as I was witnessing when I was watching your games or at times participating mm-hmm. in them, your main was getting queued up with people with act ranks that had gold and plat in them. As you were climbing to get into gold, yeah. The game that we played earlier today was a game in which, regardless of what shenanigans are happening with people being reset down to new ranks, we looked at the act ranks of the other team, and they were all like bronze and iron. <laughs> so the yeah, other team we were playing hurt, earlier, yeah. <laughs> okay, the, 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 there was bronze, iron, and a little bit of and some silver as well. So like. My point is that that other team we were playing was not very good. <laughs> that 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 one was they really weren't good, and we kind of rolled them. Yeah. So it was like, sure, because we had multiple gold player. We had three gold players last act on our team, a silver three, and then an iron. Like they were had no shot. But. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have an idea. I have an idea. What if? Well, hold on. I haven't had my opportunity to roast you guys yet. Well, okay. This relates to. This relates <laughs> oh, okay. To We're still roasting yeah. you. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, I have a, a somewhat pivot, but it relates to the roast. Okay. Because I feel like we've roasted each other a good bit. You know, I feel like maybe Chase is the least roasted because I feel like I know what you guys will roast me for. We definitely know what you're going to roast Cass for. What if we put a pin in this and then next episode we like 
come up with something creative like personally i'm big into poems they could be terrible poems what if we like come up with something like really funny as a way to like categorize i'm gonna be honest creative writing ain't for me (laughs) so like you just said i'm gonna stick to the roast and then pivot which then your pivot was let's not do the roast. <laughs> <laughs> is let's like approach the roast with fresh energy. But okay, if we want to keep going, we can. I just feel like I wish I need to load my ammo on cast. I've spent all my ammo on cast, and I don't have anything funny. To yeah, it was kind of sprung upon us, and yeah. you know the thing is, yeah. cast is the hardest to roast because we roast them constantly. So. Yeah. I, I would agree with you that I'm definitely the least roasted, and I feel like I deserve a little bit more than you guys dish out. <laughs> I feel like, am I the one that's dishing out a lot of roasts? I don't know. I feel like you just guys, you like, I feel like both of you guys just have digs at me, but like, whatever. I, I approach the game differently for <laughs> our play styles, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I just play the game perfectly, and that's why you guys can't roast me. <laughs> Well, Chase, I know what my roast is for you. <laughs> you're often too far back, just too far behind. The round's over, and you're standing there last alive way too often. Okay, okay. I'm also playing Sova and Brim. Which I would say are characters that uh, excel at playing further back and I'm not saying using my utility to I'm not saying you shouldn't I'm not I'm not saying you yeah, I'm not saying you shouldn't be last alive more often than I am last alive like especially when I'm playing jet I should almost never be last alive but I think you're last alive too often and we could have used more potential help in gunfights now, I will say that there are often times, which I'm trying to get better at, where I slow walk on a rotate where I should be running, mm-hmm. where it doesn't matter, and maybe it'll be too late by the time I get to sight. But I feel like, yeah, that, that could definitely uh, be a part of being last alive more, is that I'm not rotating fast enough. However, then we're like, well, why the fuck do we over-rotate half the time? So... I, I don't know what. Oh, no. on, on on what defense, I, I'm talking less about defense. It's more on offense when like we got rolled in sight and you're sitting by where like the barrier drops. I mean, it would be much more valuable to have my smokes on sight than for me to enter and then drop and then die immediately and not be able to well, drop my smokes. I I think that is though one of the advantages of Prim is you pull out your iPad, you go click click click. Smokes go down, boom, molly into CT. I'm out of utility. My stim beacons don't count. I'm a run in. <laughs> See, I've been silent this whole time because I was trying to think if there's ever been a time where I've been like, God damn it, Chase is last alive, and if only he would have helped us. I can't think of any time I've ever thought that. <laughs> like, I actually feel like we discussed this in a previous podcast as well. Like, I don't know. I think, okay, I think the reason why you're so hard to roast, Chase, is because I'm very, me and me and Cass both have, like, very controversial, well, okay, I have very, very weird opinions on things. Okay. Uh, I like the Stinger and Yoru. Cass, he is, like, the epitome of, like, you know, the person, like, the Insulok jet chamber person who, like, you know, you're just like, oh, god damn it, this guy again. It just very, it, like, I don't, I don't Insulok. Going. 
Okay. I don't know what you guys are. Okay, wait, wait. Can we, have we brought this up? Any other yeah. agent? Cass had never heard the "Choose Your Agent" tie, like tagline or like voice line in yeah. the it select screen. He was like, "Does that happen every time?" I thought that was new. Like a week ago. Yeah. I thought that was new. New? Did they just add that? Oh yeah. They they just add. So until a week ago, he had never waited long enough to the point where he had to choose his agent. You're given a minute. I don't need a minute to figure out what agent I'm gonna pick. It's not no, about but somebody obviously. else does, and then I choose my exactly. agent. Sure, but like, right, right? It's not about you like racking your brains for a minute, like, oh god, what agent do I select? <laughs> it's about seeing what your team comp ends up being. Yeah. Sometimes you have multiple people going back and forth, and you have that one person who just is silent and not doing anything, and you for wait sure. to see what happens. Well, the person that's silent and not doing anything, like, if you don't hover, I don't care about your opinion. Like. Like, if you want to play somebody... If you don't have smokes and the last person is away, then, like, what if you don't want to play smokes, but you really need smokes for your team comp? And you don't, or, you don't or, want or me Chase playing... Actually does, you, you don't want me playing smokes. <laughs> I've, I've been describing this scenario in which you actually are willing sure. to flex. Okay, but I'm saying, like, I... <laughs> where you would... Like, be. I hover chamber. I don't insta-lock chamber. I hover it. I wait and see, and, I, I, like, Tony and I were literally playing, like, last night in, like, probably around midnight, right? And we go into a game, and for the first 15, 20 seconds, I'm hovering chamber, and then some guy goes and, and locks him over me. And I say, like, all right, cool, guess I'm going jet. And so I lock jet. Like, if somebody is dead set on playing the, like, the agent that I am hovering... Like, they have ample time to pick said agent. I'm not spawning into the pick screen and immediately being like, bam, chamber. I hover it. I give people some time to think about, okay, what is it that you want to do? But you're never choosing anything else, so you might as well. I, I'm not choosing anything besides chamber or jet, granted. But if our team doesn't have is, a duelist, you're put, you're, you're like, I'll pick jet. In here. But like before, before you know, Chamber came out, you would often do. I'd feel I'd play know, Omen. Jet. I'd play Omen if somebody locked Jet, and I yeah, very you, rarely insta locked Jet. I think now. I think playing is a generous word for what you do on Omen, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> like and like I'm saying, like maybe you'll hover, but that doesn't mean that you're picking anything else. Like if you you're hovering, so you're, so it's visible to your teammates that, okay, yeah. I want to go chamber. But if there's no smokes on your team, you're still going to be picking chamber. If like there's no, you're not changing that based on what the rest of your team picks. So you're like, Oh, I'm only hovering to see maybe it'll influence their decisions. And then like, you know, I won't select so that if they decide to ignore what I want, I can fill. You're saying if they decide to ignore what I want, fuck them. I'm still going to pick what I want. Well, well, yes, but I'm not going in and just being like, bam, Jet, bam, Reyna. I mean, okay, Cass, you're supposed to be roasting me at this point, but you're back to roasting Cass. <laughs> yeah, that's so easy. <laughs> and the thing is, I want to accept the roast, but I don't often feel like on attack that I'm the last in the sight. I often feel like I'm too aggressive on attack. Like, I often find myself being like, oh, fuck, I'm Brim. Why the fuck did I push that? I should have been alive and played that much more safe. 
I mean, I, I feel like that... I, okay, I feel like specifically as Brim, that has everything to do with how much utility you have left. Because Brim is the one agent in the game who doesn't get any refreshing of abilities. Yeah, yeah, no refreshing abilities, which right. so is like, bullshit, but yeah. Like, you have nothing that refreshes. So... I didn't think about that until just now. That's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I've been thinking about it for the last few weeks of being like, fuck, they need to give Brim something that refreshes. Yeah, like literally every single other agent in the game has something that refreshes, be it based off time or kills. Uh, Brim does not get any utility refresh. And so, like, I've, but I actually feel like that's potentially... Uh, Killjoy? Killjoy's turret refreshes. Killjoy's turret refreshes. Calls it or whether it's destroyed. Oh, like, if it's you, destroyed, if, it also yeah, refreshes. Yeah, yeah if you, seconds, yeah, if you kill, I didn't even know that. Yeah, no, if you break Killjoy's turret, if you destroyed the Killjoy turret, it was gone for the round. Nope, thirty-five seconds. That might be a viable nerf to Killjoy, but like, um, what? <laughs> Bro, Killjoy is nerfed enough, dude. What the fuck? Um, Killjoy absolutely does not need a nerf, dude. Killjoy has been butchered to the point where she was really good on every map to where she's situational now. She's still good on some maps, but she absolutely does not need a nerf. I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with situational characters. I mean... Like, the, the general community as a whole is viewing Breach as, like, totally fine now because of his play exactly, on Fracture. That, that's what Hunter's saying, is that Killjoy is great in, uh, uh, okay. situationally. I, I'm not saying I'm, I, 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 I'm not saying Killjoy yeah. needs a nerf. I'm, I wasn't trying to yeah, make yeah. that argument. I, I, I don't um, think you were that would be was, a good nerf. <laughs> you know, no, I feel like I, I understand where Cass was saying, is that if Killjoy needed a nerf, that seems like a decent... Okay, okay. Now I understand. I don't understand why Killjoy would have her turret back after 35 seconds. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't really Pistol care. Her ass, obviously. Mm-hmm. Especially on pistol round, that fucking turret is... Damn, Hunter, how much how much R34 have you been into? <laughs> Honestly, I don't find it that interesting. It tends to be very repetitive, <laughs> I will say. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> We're at Roasting Brim doesn't refresh. Brim oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So I, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Utility, I can push site. You might as well push You're site. Absolutely right. Yeah, Chase, if we would have started this, started this podcast a year ago, it would have been really easy to roast you because you did some whack shit when you started playing, like with exactly. the judge only, and uh, your game sense was a little odd, to be sure. But like now, I'm legitimately racking my brain to think of a time that I was really annoyed with how you played around. I'm not coming up with anything. Well, I don't I feel like my game sense is decent. The thing where I'm lacking entirely in in my plays is just aim. Like, all I right. Well, you know where I can absolutely. I think both of you. You know where I can so, absolutely like, roast you on though. Your fucking DPI. Yeah. Okay. It's disgusting. Okay, Your DPI is really fucking good. disgusting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You want to you want to tell the listeners what DPI you use there? Um. Fuck, what, what DPI do I... Do I use 1600 DPI? With an in-game sense of? Of one. That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> my, my, my real sensitivity is 1600. Yeah. It's honestly insane that that's not obvious when watching you. That, like, you control your mouse. Oh, like, okay, but I will like, say this. You're in grip his, on that mouse. No, no. So that his, it doesn't, okay. like, flick Your, your recoil control could definitely use some work. Like when yeah, I see you, why, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when I see you taking those gunfights and you're going like tap 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 at people, like 
every time, even if I'm only firing two to three bullets, I'm pulling down on my mouse. I don't. Yeah. To control the recoil of those two to three bullets. You don't. Yeah. You're just sending those bullets out there. And Hunter, I don't know what DPI you play on. Um, 400. Yeah. Uh, 400 by one. And and you and you think that's that's oh you're yeah, me, but I, I won't say. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I was gonna say that, that that's interesting because I also play on four hundred, but I play on, uh, I play on one point two k at zero point three three in game. So we play okay. on the same. So, yeah. so, but but that's that's more of a roast of how the fuck he browses the internet. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely a roast on how he because uh, I have a sniper button on my mouse. Which um, I never use, but it allows me to, while I'm holding down that button, it replaces my sensitivity with whatever I want it to. And I have that set to 400. So if I'm holding down this one button on my mouse, my mouse whole sensitivity becomes 400. And I don't understand how the fuck you could browse the internet with this. Like, maybe my desk just isn't big enough. But there's just not enough room. Like, I have two monitors. How am I supposed to get my cursor from one side to the other? Yeah, I changed that button yeah. to mute on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> I changed that button to R for reload. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty smart, too. Okay, if I'm reloading... So I don't understand why you do this, Hunter. But if I'm reloading a gun, mm-hmm. I have no problem with taking my hands off the WASD keys. Because you should be in a situation where you don't need... <laughs> to use my WASD keys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, on my mouse, at least, the sniper button that I rebind to R is the biggest button with my thumb. So it feels so good to mash that button with my thumb when I want to reload. It feels powerful and cool. So practicality aside, I fucking love it. Also, something something I have on my mouse, a little bit of a tangent here. We can talk about mouse setups for a second before we roast Hunter. Um, <laughs> I think that more people should put voice talk or like team chat on their mouse buttons. Because, fuck, I love having it on there. I don't have a viable mouse button to put it on. What do you use your... Well, you have three mouse buttons, say. On a standard gaming mouse, you have your forward, back, and you have your uh, DPI shifter, your sniper button. Uh, I don't think that's standard. It's pretty standard. Okay. So those three buttons, what do you use them for? I'm just going to go... Just... My general assumption would be Q, E, and C. Is that what you have them set to? No, my sniper that's, that's button. That's not what I was asking them. What the fuck do you have them set to? Oh, um, my forward and back buttons are Q and E, respectively. Uh, the other buttons on my mouse I don't touch. Why do you need Q? What do you mean, why do I need Q? It's well, one of my abilities. It's one of your abilities, but... Yeah. What... Why is it different than hitting Q? Why is it more beneficial to have on your mouse? Namely because when I'm chatting, I want to updraft. But when you want to updraft, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free scenario as your as your E, your dash, right? Mm. Your E being on your mouse, it's a faster reaction time than having to take your finger off of a... Well, okay, a, no, the big, e the, big reason, the big reason why you put E on your mouse is because as Jet, you have to hold the direction you want to dash in. Yeah, exactly. So it totally makes sense you put yeah. E on your mouse. A hundred percent. But why Q instead? Because I want, like, specifically when I'm playing Jet, I want all my movement abilities to be on my mouse, so I never have to let go of the WASD keys while moving around. 
I'm not gonna lie, I don't even play Jet that much, and I also have all of my ability keys on my mouth like, for the same reason. Like, if, like if I'm Phoenix or Reyna or Yoru, and I want to pull out a flash and keep moving, I want all of my fingers on the WASD while I'm pulling out the flash, so I can quickly adjust as needed. Like, the forward and back buttons, which are the most common that almost everybody has on their, like, gaming mouse, or whatever mouse you use, I feel like you want bound to Q and E. They're the most common abilities you use, and then your lesser used ability, C, for most agents. Uh, that one I have not put on my mouse. Um, I tried I to like figure out... Rather, I would rather have X on my mouse than Q. For alt? Yeah. In a lot of scenarios... I would fat finger alt X. way too often. Yeah, I'm just. I'm, I'm confused I'm, by that one, Chase. Can I'm you explain about more about Sova, that? Sova specifically is that sometimes getting out of your ult is really important, and getting out of it, um, and then taking a duel would be very useful to have on my mouse because then I could get out of ult and then take a duel very quickly. Okay, I feel like the the thing with X though is the finger you're moving is your your forward and back finger, right? Like you're moving your middle finger. So you can't strafe, or you can't run forward, and you can't run back when you hit it while you're hitting X. But you can still strafe side to side. You can hit. You can hit it with your uh, index as well. That's so awkward, though. Yeah, that feels weird. I guess I I always hit it with my middle finger. No, it, it's just straight down. I guess. It depends oh, on I my my keyboard my keyboard is significantly tilted. So it's okay, definitely so, not so straight if, down if for you're, me. If you're, yeah, I I, I, I play like with a very tilted during games. You can't avoid it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I guess I do play on a very. I definitely agree that E should be on the mouse. I just don't see why I'd put Q on the mouse for any of the characters that I play. Right, uh, the both of the characters that I play having Q on my mouse is very valuable. Be it as chamber. I'm fucked, and I want to pull up my headhunter. Sorry, Hunter, I keep cutting you off. But go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying, like the the two characters that I routinely play, having Q on my mouse is very beneficial. That make that makes a lot of sense because I have all my abilities on my mouse, so I'm not going to disagree yeah. with you there, Cass. But uh, to circle back to what Chase said about voice comms on mouse, I uh, I seriously have to ask Chase. Are you actually suggesting that I rebind Inspect Weapon, which is also on my mouse, where I can just flip around my glitch pop knife as I'm rotating to replace that with my voice comms? I think that's a ridiculous suggestion, Chase. I think that the way that you've stated this assures me that it is not a ridiculous suggestion. So absolutely you should rebind that. As fucking sick as that is. If how many really, how many fucking buttons y'all have on your mouse? I apparently Hunter has more than oh no Hunter has an extra two. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, he has an extra two that are on his uh, left click. Yeah, okay. And, do you not on the left all of them? Like click. none of them are the default settings. Yeah, do you not use them as DPI shifters? Okay, no, let me no, let me a, go, let me run through DPI shifters. Yeah, me, I have the, I have the same thing buttons. on my mouse. I have a no, DPI no, no, up and separate DPI shifters. Oh, oh, his left click. Are two let, me, extra buttons. let me run you through okay. my buttons real quick. So by my thumb, the big button, which is the sniper button by default, is my mm-hmm. R. And then the buttons also pressed with my thumb on the side are my Q and E. And then like to the front left of the left click is my X and C. 
and then behind my mouse scroll wheel, I have two more buttons, which are normally used for the profile shift on my mouse. Yeah, I've got the settings. profile shift, too. And I have, I have one of them set to inspect weapon, and the other one set to C as well, which is a force of habit, because my old mouse, the other C key broke, so sometimes I press that one instead. So I have two C keys. What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, so, oh yeah, so I actually have something interesting on my mouse, which I know you guys don't, is I've got a scroll wheel lock. So, like, typically my scroll wheel is Oh, we've never rolling. heard about this, Cass. I mean, not on podcast, but oh boy, <laughs> I should have heard about it on, on podcast. Uh, but yeah, so, like, I, like that, that is, quote-unquote, a button, but, like, it's mechanical, and it's not something I can software change. Um, but do you guys not use different DPIs for different things? No. Okay, well, I'll, oh, I'll, hold on, I'll real quick, Chase, Chase just froze. God damn it, Chase. Okay, well, um, now that we've got Chase back in here, uh, we do need to finish the roast of Hunter. Yes. So I've already I've already given some good material in talking about you guys. Like obviously, I, as I stated earlier, this podcast, I think you're stubborn in your dislike for the for the Spectre. Oh, but, absolutely. You should absolutely try the Spectre more. Like, it's a significantly better gun than the than Yeah. The and the fact that you say that you would rather have a Stinger over a Spectre is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like, okay. you're going to, if you have the 1,600 credits to spend, you you would rather choose a Stinger? That is so fucked to me. Or, you know what I could do for even less money? Marshall. Poor man's buy. Ghost plus Bucky, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, you called that out as poor man's buy the other day, and I just feel like that's in no circumstance the move. The ghost loses at long range. The Bucky loses at close range. I guess the Bucky, the Bucky, the Bucky doesn't. Range. Okay, I guess the Bucky doesn't necessarily yeah. lose at close range. At close, but the like, does more damage long range than the Spectre does. You know what's better than a Bucky? So you know what I'd rather have over a Bucky? A fucking shorty. Honestly, I'd rather what? have a shorty over a Bucky. Hell yeah, I'd rather what? have a shorty over a Bucky. I yeah, at least yeah, get two I'll, shots. I've gotten more kills. I've gotten more kills with a fucking shorty than I have a Bucky. No, I'd look up my enough, stats, yeah. but my stats would say I have no kills with either. Um, <laughs> I haven't been... Uh, mm. Ever since I stopped playing Jedi, I haven't bought a ton of shorties. Because as Chamber, the shorty is... I guess it's not as necessary. I don't know. Maybe as chamber, when I buy an op, I should be buying a shorty more often. But as jet, it almost seemed like I really wanted that shorty. And as chamber, because I've got my headhunter, it seems less of a... I feel like the shorty is actually very useful, even if you do have a headhunter. Oh, no, no. I absolutely agree. Fucking up your headhunter. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree. Um... I have gotten some pretty sick clips when, like, somebody jump peeks me and, like, either I miss my op shot or I leg them. And then I pull out the headhunter and one-tap them with it. Looks pretty flex. But, like, generally speaking, yes, I'd rather have a shorty in that scenario. Okay, Hunter, sparing your, your weird ideas on Yoru and, and the Stinger. Indeed. I would say pretty similar to what you said about me is there's not really a situation I can think of where you were the last alive and I'm thinking, you know, I wish he played that differently or in any situation where I'm, when I'm spectating you, 
I'm like, fuck, I wish he played that differently. Like, I, I think that he would have been better somewhere else. So I feel like the way that you play the game just completely fine. Like, that's why you're kind of hard to Thanks. roast other than your weird opinions, too. <laughs> well, I don't... Okay, so I feel like Hunter definitely sprays too much. Um, and I also use a phantom, though. Yeah, and I, I can see yeah. it with the phantom. Like, there's never, there's never a situation where I'm like... Fuck, like, why the fuck did he do that shit? Like, that was the worst. Yeah. Where I'm watching a lot of people, and I I say that. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I have definitely seen situations where, like, it's been like, oh, no, Hunter. When, like, I'm spectating him, and, like, there's a bunch of whiffs. But I know you guys have the exact same situation with me. When 100% you've been spectating me, and, like, it's been like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, my God, I whiffed the fuck out of that one. Um, and so I don't... a lot of those. Yeah, I don't feel like that's something fair to roast somebody on, because we all have our moments when we just fucking go potato aim and can't hit shit. It happens. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I catch myself saying it a lot, but I, I will, every time I whiff something, I will say, I'm fucking terrible. Oh, I do that all the time. No, I will say it out loud to everybody. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, oh, yeah. I will 100% it, do it is, that. I'll be like, I'm dog shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, they're long. Like, yeah. Yeah. Every, every time I whiff, like, you know, seven shots or an entire clip or something, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, I'm terrible. Yeah. I, I, I myself do that a lot. Um, I don't really hear uh, Hunter no, doing that, I, though. Okay, so I, I, I think that's a pro to Hunter. I think the roast of Hunter comes in the agent select screen, and it's not with Yoru. Interesting. Is it Killjoy? It's your willingness to fill. Wacky. I think like you play. I think you play significantly better on certain agents on certain maps, and I think you should just pick that agent. Ooh. I can see it. I can see it. I think like, I should like, force Tony out of the cipher role on more like, maps. I'm saying, if we were talking about you playing Killjoy on Haven, you pop off on Killjoy on Haven. Fucking take Killjoy. Thanks, dude. Like, I don't need you to fill Omen. If you're not feeling Omen. Like, I know yeah, like, I you, Omen. you have a good <laughs> Omen. Maps. You have a good <laughs> Omen, but like you filled Omen earlier today. Like, there's no reason for you to. I think, like, other than, sure, you're the only one that's going to be playing Spokes, but you're go- if you're going to do better on another agent, like, why the fuck are you playing Omen? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it, it, it's the reason like why I don't like pick really Omen. positive roast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, I think, like, okay, yes, it's positive. Yeah, it's positive on one hand, but I, like, I have the same, like, the same thing, like, with, like, I, I find that Oliver always asks us, like, hey, what do you guys want us to play? And it's like, dude, I know that somewhere in the back of your mind you have an agent that you're going to do best on on this map. Fucking play that agent. Right? I think a lot of the times is that he likes to play Sova sometimes, so... Sure, but like... Maps where he plays Sova, but I'm like, fuck you, I'm just logging Sova. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I know and he's going to be fine with it because he likes yeah, to fill, but... And like, I'm not going to fill. I'm going to be perfectly honest here. That ain't me. But, hopefully one of the other people on our team might and I'd rather you play the agent that you're that you're going to do better on. Like, don't just yeah. Like, instead of being like, oh, I'm going to see what other people are playing. What, what do you do best on? And if what you do best on really contradicts with our team comp, say we're going to have four sentinels in our team comp. If you were to go for that, then maybe not. 
but for the most part, none of the agents that you pick are so like, oh, this is really hampering someone else's ability to do this. Like, just just go for the agent you're going to do best on. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's mm. that's something we talked about in general for a lot of people. That I definitely see it. I definitely see it with Hunter too. Is that yeah? I feel like you do go for that fill a little bit too often, which is something that I used to do too, but. I've started coming away from it a little bit because I've realized who I like to play the most on each map. And you also pick Brim character. most of the time, so like, so it's like typically fine. Well, I pick Brim on what, there are seven maps. Yeah, I pick Brim on three or four of them. Okay, so I know you play Sova Icebox. And I know you play Breach Split. Do you Sova not play? Breeze. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no point in having a Brim on Breeze. Um, yeah. Oh, Fracture. So what do you, thinking, what do you play on Fracture? Fracture, I, I also play Sova. So I feel I like play... you should maybe play Brim on Fracture. I think Brim's actually sneakily strong on Fracture. Yeah, but I think Sova is actually sneakily strong on Fracture. And I have some really fucking good lineups that work. I really like playing Sova on Fracture. So <laughs> even though it's really anti-meta, I'm going to continue to play Sova. Yeah. I, I like your Sova on, on Breeze. Especially that dart into B tunnels, especially because I like to op from up top um, yeah. into into B window, and it leaves me exposed to B tunnel while I'm doing it. It's so nice to have your dart there. If like the I dart see into four B tunnels, and if there's too many people on B, the dart into back halls on defense. These are both on defense, but like the into like back halls, it basically goes to like attacker A spawn. Mm-hmm. Right, so you can see anyone pushing cave halls, whatever. Like, I love both of those darts. Okay, but since we're talking about the agent picks here, uh, the last topic we got to cover tonight is the the leaked, not necessarily. Actually, I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but the fact that cascading agent pick is coming into play. Oh yeah, I, was um, I, I, I I'm fine with it. I, don't I think it'll change much, but I I'm I, I really don't think it does anything beneficial, especially if I can't see what the other team is picking. Yeah. Now I think if they made it much like League of Legends, Riot's other game, where which also by the way has cascading agent pick, um, if I could see what the other enemy team was picking. And you went 1-1, one, one, or, like, you guys both went, like, your first at the same time, and then, like, second at the same time, and so on and so forth. I think the Cascading Agent pick would actually be a valuable addition to the game. Um, oh, no, I kind of like the idea of not knowing what your enemy's team is until you spawn in. So it's, like, a lot of team uh, strategy before you talk, think about the other team. And I think that it, instead of counter stratting it incentivizes your own stratting and i think that's more valuable people spend too much time counter stratting when that's available i know that that happens in the competitive league a lot of like, like yeah viewing what you're like yeah what you think you're the enemy team's gonna pick strat. i don't i don't counter stratting is a lot less effective than just figuring out how to play your own game sure but i i'm mostly talking about the fact that like oh they've got a killjoy we might want someone who can break Killjoy's ult. Right? But there's a lot of characters that can do that, and most likely you're going to have a character on your team that does. But I'm saying, like, if you're... Yeah, yeah, I'm saying if you're thinking between, like, Sova or Sky, right, as your initiator, 
and say you already have flashes, um, then it's like, well, Sovasol counters Killjoy ult. We might want to have this. Yeah, there's if you already have flashes, you don't go Sky. You go Sova because Sova's OP. So like, there's no there's no question. Uh, Sky has Sky has heals if you don't have Sage. Um, I feel I feel like like, the difference between League and Valorant is that in League there are tons of characters. Yeah, there's like 140 some. Yeah, the, the issue is that we don't have a character to compete with Silva for the info role. So once we do, maybe if he doesn't have as good of an ult, then maybe it's a conversation. But I, I mean, don't feel I, like Sky I, versus Silva is reasonable. And there, and there are bans in, in League, right? Yeah. Yeah, there are bans. Yeah, like, I absolutely are. think they should not introduce in Valorant. Yeah, no. Oh, I, I don't think bans in Valorant work, especially not with the current agent roster. Um, oh, have you guys, have you guys heard about what they've been doing in I believe it's Japan with the early? Uh, they have been this yes, year? yeah. There's a the first ever riot sanctioned tournament with bands with Asia bands. Have you heard how it works, Chase? No. So basically, my understanding is is this is how it works. So each team can protect two agents, and this happens first. Both of them release their two protections. I don't know if they alternate or if they both release them at the same time. These two agents are immune from being banned. And then the other team goes ahead, and this is per map, and then the other team goes ahead and says, these two agents are banned. So that means that if you have, if you're playing Breeze, for example, you can always play Viper on Breeze. She's going to be one of your two that you lock. And your other agent, maybe it's Jet, maybe, you know, as the meta evolves, maybe Chamber's really good on Breeze, so maybe it's Viper Chamber. Either way, so if you have two agents who are essential to your team comp, you protect those, those can't be banned. And then there are two other agents who might also provide some nice utility who the other team could say, yeah, we don't want to see you play those. But I think that's kind of interesting. Um, now, I guess my question is, if I protect agents, can the, other, can the enemy team pick those agents? Yes, they can. Okay, and if I ban agents, can my team pick those agents? Uh, I think yes. I think I think the answer is yes. Okay, because that's that, yeah, that's I, not. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but yes would make some sense. I think. Okay, because that's not how it works in like League of Legends or, no, or League, Dota. You're banning it. You're banning it. For yeah, the entire you're banning it for no, both teams. Yeah, it. if you ban Jet, in I, I don't I don't know any of the fucking League agents. So I'm going to use our names. Yeah. Uh, if you ban Jet, then neither, neither team can, can play it. Yeah. Um, okay, hold on. before we continue, sorry, i got to take another piss. Okay, okay. to finish up here, Cass, yeah. where, where were we? Um, so we're, we're talking about how, like, cascading agent picks works, and you were specifically talking about how it works in League. Okay, right. So, yeah, in League, you can't – neither team can pick them. Yeah. But I don't think that, that agent picks – like, agent bans works in Valorant, especially with such a small agent pool. No, I, I agree. Fuck, I just really like the idea of people maining agents. Like, well, although, like, yeah. people, like, the entire point of this cascading agent picks is, like, so people don't insta-lock, whatever. Um, I don't really see a problem with that because, I don't know, the only real video game I played before this was Melee with with Cass, right? Mm-hmm. And you, in Melee, you fucking main an agent. Like, you main a character. Yeah. You get really good at a character. And so, like, I feel like that is a very valuable thing to do in any game is that you figure out a, a character's abilities, you play them almost solely, and you get really good. In, in the pro scene, maybe that's not as valuable because you need to have different agent like comps for different maps and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the solo 
cube experience or just you know ranked play i think that maining an agent is fun you get really good at one person then you yep. can go into a lobby and wreck that i don't think that should be tampered with and when like okay so when this whole like cascading agent pick like idea came out and it was plastered all over reddit the common thought process or the hive mind of reddit decided on oh you insta lock so and so go fuck yourself you don't deserve your rank which i think is a stupid ass fucking opinion yeah I like agree. like if i am if i am say if i am worthy of gold 3 on jet but like bronze 2 on omen you're worthy like, of gold 3 because you've spent the time yeah, to I learn agree. that level on jet right it's like it, it, and like especially i understand that like there's not a ton of like lineup knowledge or like things along that line as jet mostly for jet like you learn or you like could have chosen another agent and you yeah, yeah exactly same time to learn that shit with them but you right. weren't interested in it right right you wanted and, like, to learn it for jet so you did it for yeah jet, like. and like the, the tips and tricks for jet are typically like oh you could double updraft with knives and peek over this or like here's a good place to throw a smoke and dash into it Whereas, like, on other agents, it's like, as Sova, you need to double bounce a shock dart at medium charge, pointing at this pixel on your screen somewhere up right. in the sky, and you'll line it up with this cloud as it connects to the arrow on your fucking HUD. Like, it, whatever it is. Right? It's like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with being a one-trick. I yeah, agree I'm, that I'm actually... perhaps you oh, should okay. maybe be a two-trick. Because you might want to have a fallback agent. You, if you, yeah, get, you should probably have a fallback agent. If you get into a lobby and the other person is just like, yo, like, I main Sova. And you're like, well, shit, I also main Sova. Like, one of you two should probably have a fallback agent that you're like, you know what? I can go Breach. Or like, I can go Astra. Whatever it is. Um, but I, I think... What we're going to see a lot of when the cascading agent pick comes out is we're going to see a lot of dodges. See, and I think that's a that's a bit of a problem too. See, yeah, I think what I don't think the cascading agent pick solves what they're trying to solve, but also I don't think what they're trying to solve is that big of an issue as we were just stating. Because I don't think it's a problem that people insta lock and have an agent that they that they like to play the most. But what I do think is a problem is that. Maybe somebody who lives slightly closer to the server is able to get that pick every time. Yeah, which is the whole argument so for this, right? What it what it does solve is that it might make it more fair so that, you know, sometimes your first pick and you get to choose it. And sometimes maybe someone who has a little bit worse ping than you didn't load into the server quite as quick gets to pick that agent before you. Mm -hmm. And so that's like... If that's their main, then they, they get to have it. But you know what else you, you can do? Is you can fucking talk about it with your team before you make a selection. Yeah, and like... Yeah, I'm going to come out here with a swinging with a wacky idea. You guys ready? Yeah. What if when you click lock for an agent, there is a delay of something like two seconds 
where if someone else locks the same agent, then a basic game of rock, paper, scissors starts where literally on your screen it will say someone else selected the same agent as you. And there'll be an option for rock, paper, or scissors. And if you don't click in the next, like, three seconds, then, you know, the other person just automatically gets it. Or it's randomly assigned if neither people put it in. <laughs> so well, I don't way. like that because then maybe there's a discussion that could be had where somebody has a better fallback agent than you do. Well, that's where you should have that discussion before you lock. Like, this is all if you lock at the same... What I'm saying is trying to find a way around the whole thing where the better ping gets the agent. And well, that, that's what the cascading agent pick's going to do. loading in the game. That, that's what the cascading agent pick's going to do, which yeah, I, I think... think not, not really, because the thing right is... I think it's all but well, confirmed. Well, okay, here, here, I don't think my idea is great. I think it's wacky. But here, here's what I'm saying. Suppose I have a better internet. I have a better hard. I have better hardware, so my game loads faster. Mm-hmm. And I also have, I'll say, 15 milliseconds better ping. Well, that's probably enough to make a difference. We'll say 30 milliseconds ping. Maybe Chase has 15 milliseconds, and I have 45. Like okay. both reasonable for a game. So Chase loads in significantly before me into a match, and he and me are both, you know, jet one tricks then, like, normally I would be at a big disadvantage there, but if we both lock Jet, now this rock, paper, scissors thing shows up, and then then, let's suppose I win, now Chase can discuss with the team who else he should fill. Okay, but the majority of the time, neither of us are going to be player number one, so we have time to talk about it. Yeah, I, I agree. I just was coming up, coming up with that as a as a solution to what you were saying about you know the ping difference deciding things. I agree that yeah. discussion is best. I 100% agree. With yeah, that. I mean, so like we have a second to talk about it and be like, hey, you know, the majority of the time you're not going to be the first pick, and so you're going to have to right. say as soon as you get into a game, hey, I'm a jet one trick. Please, nobody else lock it, or, and then somebody else has a has the opportunity to come and say. I also am a jet one trick, and then you can well, yeah. have a discussion. Right, and like I, I, I think ideally it promotes comms for people who are one tricks, right? To go in there and calm and be like, hey, like I'm a one trick Reyna, right? Like you, you want me on Reyna in this game. I cannot play any other agent to that level of ability, right? Like if if you are also not a one trick, like it'd be probably beneficial for the team if you let me have Reyna. Um, and like, I, I think it's... One tricks, then it's all, the game is already decided who gets to Yeah, and like, I think it's valuable that like there's a whole... In theory, it promotes discussion. I feel like what it's going to end up doing is promoting a lot of dodges. But dodges, if you... If you're a one-trick and you continually dodge, there are increasing penalties for that. Yes. Over time. No, not even over time. I mean, the first time you dodge, like, maybe nothing happens. The second time you're banned from Q for, like, five Three minutes. minutes. Then... Well, well, the first how... time in comp, you lose 3RR. Yeah. The first time, you now lo- immediately lose 3RR. Right, which typically is not a big fucking deal. You like, can demote from that, though. Typically like, not. No... You would, okay, if you're, if you're at yeah. zero out of 100RR, yeah, you probably don't want to dodge. Or, like, if you're at 2RR out of 100, you also probably don't want to dodge because now you're in a demote game instead of having your free potential loss. Um, now, personally, I mean, that's one way to look at it, but on my main, I do not dodge unless unless the rare case where I feel where, our team, where my team seems like complete trolls. Like, there was one time 
Fuck, who was I queuing with? I was queuing with someone. Maybe it was Chase? I want to say it was like Chase and Cass was watching for some reason. Okay. Maybe it was Tony. I forget. Either way, there was there was like a kid who was clearly like 12 years old who just Oh yeah, I, I was I was in the chat. Sexual things. I was in the chat when you did that. Yeah. Was that me and Tony? Uh, I don't think you're playing with Tony, but, like, honestly, my memory is failing me at this but point. But either way, the, the kid was just saying, like, extremely sexual and, like, just cringy things over the mic, like, nonstop as soon as we loaded in. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to accept the dodge. Like, you know, this is going to be horrible. We're not going to have good comms yeah. this game. <laughs> so, like, in that case, I would rather ex- just take the negative 3RR. But, like, in general, you know, when you have a situation where, you know, if you're at your... Uh, hidden MMR, your wins and losses will be pretty similar amounts. That three RR could make could make the difference if you're having a streak of you know fifty fifty. I don't. I I'm saying like I'm gonna go ahead and say though like if I'm in a game and somebody locks both chamber and jet, I'd probably dodge because well be, yeah, because you yeah it just promotes you having comms to the other people and if they both lock that because you're agent number three and they're both we're like fuck you i'm picking this agent mm-hmm. then like i don't know fucking sure dodge but that's yeah. going to be a very rare circumstance I, that's the point i okay i feel like especially with smurfs there are a lot of jet and reinas that that show up like There's especially when you're smart, though. No, and I'm saying I don't think it's going to be a huge problem with me. I, I know in higher elos, uh, the the one two three of Jet Reina Chamber is very common, but in our elo, the the chamber is not as common. Um, I agree. Yeah. So that is somewhat safe for me for now, but like I Ooh, I, I know in high calls. elos. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I know in high elo how the like the like the classic oh I just got into an instalock lobby is the in order jet reina chamber. Um, and if someone locks both jet and chamber, I am better off taking the negative three RR. Yeah, probably. Because I I'm just not going to do well on. Well, yeah. Literally, out of other agents that I have played in my entire Valorant history, that leaves me with Arena, Phoenix Omen. You played a game of Neon. Yeah, I played like dog shit. <laughs> I'm so bad at Neon. Like, it's ridiculous how bad I am at that character. So that one's not realistic. I kind of liked it. I kind of I kind of like I played one game as Neon in an unrated. It oh, I, 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 I played did absolutely terrible, but it was fun. I I played hey, Neon. Can you tell me honestly, was Cass actually entering when he was playing Neon? I oh, wasn't Chase him. was in the game. Tony was oh, in that game. That's unfortunate. I I'll check with Tony. Yeah, you can check with Tony, but like from my perspective, I entered literally every single round. We're talking wall up, we're talking concuss out, concuss out, slide the fuck in die every single round yeah i went see i would i wouldn't as so much entry as i would just take a ton of fucking space with neon no like i'm saying i went like six so much fun to be like i'm taking this space and they can't do fuck about it like i don't i i went like six and fucking 20 in a bronze lobby 
like a lobby where my gun skill should single-handedly on any agent just carry me. Yeah, but when you're focused on your fucking running around, like yeah, yeah, oh, yo, I was yeah. fucking W keying in, like yeah. I'd fucking you're not playing I'd, the game, you're just yeah, figuring out abilities. Yeah. Right? I was like, I, I was fucking throwing my wall up, I was right clicking to slide, and I'd slide into four of them, and I'm like, I remembered I could well, slide. shit, I didn't slide once the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I sliding in and finding like do it to yeah. Me. I was finding yeah. like three of them and I'm just like, well, shit, I'm fucked. <laughs> in the unrated game where you played Neon Chase, I keep I kept confusing you with Cass because Cass was playing KO, which you had yeah. played some at times. So I kept saying, "Hey, Chase, let's do this," and I was actually talking to Cass. So it was very embarrassing. Oh, dude, okay. I, I so like KO. In, in... I don't play KO, but like, I kind of wish I had a pocket KO. Yeah, KO is kind of sick. Yeah, yeah we, as you were saying. We're definitely running a bit long. I'm not sure with all the breaks we've had to take here, but um, I think it's about time to wrap it up. Yeah. I Okay, so I, I just want to say before we end here, um, I don't know how the cascading agent pick is going to work. Um, obviously, for someone like me over the two of you guys who does not play a lot of agents, um, I'm kind of worried about this coming through and – like like I said earlier in this podcast, I don't typically insta-lock, but like, as both of you pointed out, I'm also not playing anybody but Chamber or Jet. So we'll see how the whole cascading agent pick thing works out. Um, and I think it's not going to be that big of an issue for you because there's not a shit ton of people that play Chamber anyway. Yeah. But like, also, like, I'm not filling smokes. Which I think is a concern a bunch of people had. Like, oh, if you're pick number five, you're just going to have to play smokes. Well, this just comes back to our last podcast topic, yeah. so There's, um, it doesn't change any of those issues. Right. I agree. Uh, I, I, I genuinely hope it does promote discussion. Yeah, that's what and I mean. If, if, we'll if, if I could say, excuse me, if I could say one thing about that, I think going all the way back to how Cass started this conversation about people on Reddit saying, oh, fuck you if you insta-lock. I think a lot, what a lot of that comes from is a certain type of insta-lock, and those, those insta-lockers that give people a bad reputation are of two types. One are smurfs, who, you know, they insta-lock an agent who maybe you really wanted to play, and then as the game goes on, maybe you win the game, but it's very clear that, you know, you got, uh, you got your agent stolen by someone who didn't even belong in the lobby, or, you know, you have the Smurf who isn't, is clearly not trying or is goofing around and that frustrates you. And then you have the, I guess I said two types, but it's really three. There's a Smurf who's trying hard who you just wish you could play that agent. There's a Smurf who's not trying hard and that sucks. Or you have the person who is actually in your rank who insta-locks the agent, but then they really don't use their utility well. Like, they consider themselves a main of that agent, but they play very much in a way that they shouldn't. Like, the classic... The most classic example is the Reyna, who just baits her team and gets a lot of kills, but has, like, no impact on the round. And, like, I think those three stereotypes really make people hate insta-lockers, when realistically, I agree with Cass. If you focus a lot on one agent and are really good at that agent and actually play them according to how their kit, like, makes them best played, you should have no problem insta-locking if that's really what your focus is. Yeah, I know. I, I guess like the, the the situation that I get annoyed about the most is when somebody insta locks, and, and this happened before Chamber came out. 
is somebody would insta-lock Jet over me, and I'd be forced to fill Omen. Mm-hmm. And then I'd top frag the game. <laughs> that annoyed the hell out of me. Because yeah, I didn't want to play even Omen. More frag the jet. Right. I wanted to play Jet. And, like, I, I guess I'm not a Jet one trick anymore, but, like, I used to be. And to date, I am 100% an op crutch. Like, on defense, I buy ops. That's what I do. I'm good at opping. I am nowhere near as good at rifling. Um, and Jet was the character prior to Chamber who allowed you to op to the maximum uh, like effectiveness. And so, to me, it was so frustrating to see somebody lock like the jet that I wanted to pick and then I outfrag them on Omen. Yeah. Because like I, I just would have done better. It would have been better for the team had I gotten that jet. And that's really frustrating. Right. But all like in the same vein, the reason I don't like insta locking is because I think that if someone has the confidence to just insta lock a character, they're probably better than I am. Except often they're not. Yeah. But like <laughs> It, like, I guess I completely I I was with you until you said that. That does not make. I really disagree with that. I don't. If I'm in a situation in which, like, especially when I was playing with Alex on his main, because I was able to play with Alex on his okay, main well, yeah, for a short period of time. Than, yeah. If yeah. I'm lower than the average elo of the people that I'm like queuing with, right? I don't want to install a character because there's a very good chance someone in that lobby is way better than me mechanically. And Jet is a character that benefits having good mechanics. And so I don't want to install that Jet. And if I end up filling smokes and being a little weenie and not taking gunfights and hiding in ratty corners and just being like, ooh, smoke here, smoke there. Like, that's probably better for the team than me going and install that Jet and being like, oh... My gun skill cannot keep up with this lobby. I don't know. It, it, if someone's confident, like, th- that's kind of what I was saying when I say that I don't really insta-lock. If someone's confident enough after I hover to lock them over me, I'll typically give it to you. Well, there's not, there's nothing else he can do. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess I guess that's yeah. true. But like, hey, I mean, I had a talk earlier today, and I was like talking to some guy in the lobby, and I was saying like, "Hey, look, I'm either going jet or cha- like jet or chamber. We're the only two that hadn't locked yet." Um, and he's like, "Hey, do you mind giving me jet?" I was like, "Sure, no problem." I kind of main chamber anyway, um, and that all worked yeah. out. And if so that's how ca- discussion, if that's how cascading agent pick works. And we get to have those discussions, and we can talk about it. I think it's great for the game. I just also think there's a decent possibility we end up with a lot of dodges, a lot of people salty, being like, oh, I'm like going on Reddit and just bitching about, like, oh, I was pick number five, like, three games in a row. Like, woe is me. I don't know. I, I just feel like that's inbound, and I hope it's not, but I feel like it might be. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. I, I could see it. I think we'll have to wait to see what how it works out, because there are pros and cons to it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I mean, if that's going to finish us up, then yeah. 
uh, make sure you go to our uh, subreddit, r slash drunk valorant podcast, and join that subreddit. And the link to our Discord, we've got quite a few new members just in the last week since uh, we posted the last episode. So um, hop in the Discord. We want to start getting some games going um, with absolutely Discord members. So let's go. Let's go pop some games. Yeah. Also, there. Yeah. some tournaments coming up, some customs. So if you're in the Discord, absolutely start pinging that shit. Like I'm. A literally unemployed and around twenty four seven. Cass will play games. Yeah, and like okay, he's offline. Yeah, yeah, I'm never online on Discord, but like actually, to be honest, the hours are typically between like noon and five a.m. PST, give or take. Um, Yeah. But if you're awake during those times, feel free to ping the Discord. I'm fucking yeah. If I'm not skiing, I'm literally sitting at home jerking off. So like, well, might I mean, as well probably, hit me up. If you're in the Discord, you're fucking probably better than us anyway. So like, if you can queue with us, then <laughs> then like ping it. But if you can't, then yeah. like you know, play with your own people. Play with someone your own size. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, hey, if uh, I'm less, uh, I'm a little bit less eager to jump in than Cass. But if you bully me enough, I will also join. So oh, absolutely. Feel free it, to ping me multiple yeah. times. If you guys don't know, pinging Hunter once doesn't do a lot. But if you ping him like three to four times, he's always around. <laughs> and in particular, if you say we need a fifth, that that really pushes me over the edge. He's like, I was about to hit some Tarkov, but fuck, they do need a bit. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is That has happened on multiple occasions, that exact scenario. Yep. Alrighty. All right. um, yep. As as Chase is supposed to say at the end of the podcast, drink with, drink you, with later. you later. <laughs>